Gasparino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. Picatus Lever? I have no intention of leaving her, Doctor. I will take the Lewis and Clark to a safe distance and then I will launch attack missiles at the event horizon until I'm satisfied she's vaporized. Fuck this ship! <laughs> the ship brought me back. I told you she won't let me leave. She won't let anyone leave. Did you really think you could destroy this ship? She's defied space and time. She's been to a place you couldn't possibly What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here with you for another gripping episode of the 700 Tapes Podcast. I am joined, as always, 
by my brother from another mother, the co-host with the mostest, the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, sir? I can't fucking complain. Hell yeah, you can't. At all. Because we're here and we're doing the damn thing. You got damn right. I got some running with the devil going in the background. I thought it was fitting for this movie. Damn right. About a possessed ship that had been back from hell. From hell and back. To hell and back. <laughs> I dated her in high school, Helen Back. Helen Back. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's a hell of a ride, huh? Yeah, from the back. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, a little instrumental Van Halen going on here. Badass. If you guys are interested, if you're David Lee Roth fans, you need to look this up. Go on YouTube and type in Running with the Devil vocals only. Mm-hmm. It is magic. Really? Absolute magic. Really? I might get a burr up my butt and pull it up here after a little while and play it because, dude, if you're into David Lee Roth vocals, uh-huh. oh, <laughs> oh, God, I'm running, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking fun. Anyway, yeah, so um, you see with that intro, I totally could have used that for Ghost Ship. Hell yes. But I wasn't about to not use that pirate intro that I did. You didn't want to do your your SpongeBob impression. Yar! Yar! (laughs) My kids used to get mad at me with SpongeBob because I think we've talked about how he fucked up all the kids' shows. Right. You know, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? I was all, who lives in a piece of poop under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. No, he doesn't! He doesn't live in poop! No! (laughs) You live in poop! No! But why? But why? Why? Why, Dad? Why? Why do you do this? You always ruin everything. Can't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are covering from 1997. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Fucking mind went blank for a second. No, I was I was gonna say. the box office flop. The box Event office Event Horizon, flop. but I was thinking, uh, we've talked enough shit about this movie off mic that I actually felt bad about saying that. Damn. But I felt this was a good companion piece. Right. Uh, our last episode was Ghost Ship. If you have not caught that episode, go do that. I think, I almost think it's a must that you listen to that episode first before you listen to this episode because there's so many similarities between these two movies it's the whole reason i picked this one when roman said he wanted to do ghost ship i was like yeah the next movie we do after that's gonna have to be event horizon because they go hand in hand because event horizon is pretty much just ghost ship in space so when you told me that because i've never seen event horizon before watching it right i've seen ghost ship you know numerous you know different times so actually watching event horizon i was like holy shit if this is not, you know, the left right. and right hand, yes, you know, like they are to the same body, right? Except of a ghost, <laughs> you know, <coughs> hell and back. You know, hell this and back. is, <laughs> um, yeah, this was, I'm um, like you said, it is fucking ghost ship on a ship. <laughs> right. I thought you were gonna say ghost ship on crack. <laughs> it's like. If you would send Jason Voorhees into space. Oh, that happened. No, oh, yeah. Jason yeah. X? Jason X. Jason 10, Jason X. I love that movie, by yeah. the way. For for that to be, like, 
people rag on that movie. Yeah, I, I, I fuck with I it. I love it. I fuck with it because look, old girl's whooping his ass. That's the best then, part of the whole movie. Look, that she, android's like flipping around, she's throwing shit at him. Fucking him up. Like, oh yeah! And then he hits the nanobites, and I was like, oh yeah. Damn. And then like, oh you guys fuck now. Oh, and then when he shit. he's got the girls in the they're in that holodeck thing, mm-hmm. and he's got the girl in the backpack or in the the sleeping bag, and he's <laughs> he just beating her beat, with the yeah. other girl in the sleeping bag. So freaking funny! It is such a Jason thing. Yeah, like it is. It is wants his machete back. It is. Oh my gosh! Off of fucking Freddy vs Jason. No, that was from Jason X. Okay. Because oh yeah yeah oh he just wanted his machete back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna cover Jason X, and um, uh, sadly, that is the only Friday the Thirteenth movie I have on VHS. What? Yeah, I know. Um, is that, they're they're a is little that, pricey. Is that blasphemy? Well, they're not very. Um, you there's have some the tapes, shittiest one. What? No, well, I don't know if I'd call it the shittiest one. I don't have the part sh- eight. Jason takes Manhattan. That's the shittiest one. Say what? Yes, that is my favorite. I've never seen that. It was just bullshit. I couldn't uh, even. I couldn't even finish the whole sentence. Yeah, I got scared. Like, damn, I really hurt Roman's feelings right now. now. He like, looked at me. He was like, "What?" To be honest, in in all reality, I, I'm gonna say this, and people are probably gonna, Uh-oh. you know, break their phones over their knees. Oh, I think all slasher movies, and this this is you know pretty. Look, <laughs> your whole face changed. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, don't, don't in, do it. <laughs> in in most cases, most slasher movies are the same thing. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And it, and to be honest, knowing that it's like, if you've seen one Jason movie, you've probably seen them all. Slasher movies are like Mexican food. Oh shit! <laughs> Whoa! It's basically the same thing, just in different orders. Whoa! When you think about it, what's a taco? Whoa! It's some meat, cheese, maybe lettuce and tomato, and a tortilla. What's a burrito? It's meat, cheese, maybe some lettuce and tomato, and a different kind of tortilla. What's an enchilada? It's some meat and cheese and a tortilla. You maybe put some lettuce and tomato on and some sauce. All right. It's I'll the see. same ingredients. Let's see what you're picking What's up. a tostada? It's a flat, hard tortilla mm-hmm. with some meat, beans, and cheese, some lettuce and tomato. Okay. I, I, you I'm, I'm picking up. Look, for see a second, I was like, I, look, I know you're you know, half Mexican, but I was yeah. like, well, goddamn, Jasper. Well, goddamn. I didn't, I didn't know where you were going. I had, right. to, I had to take a pause for the Yeah, cause. a slasher movie is like Mexican <laughs> food. It's all yeah. the same shit and just in different orders. Yeah. And different ways. Definitely. So, yeah, you bring, usually it happens in the woods. Mm-hmm. You got a guy that's walking around and he's going to kill you if you have sex or smoke pot or <laughs> right. drink beer. Right. All the shit we like to do. Right, here look, on the Seven Hundred Taste Podcast. Look, the <laughs> funny thing is, he <laughs> he sounds like a staunch Republican. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Newt Greenridge came out of the woods. <laughs> no smoking and no drinking. <laughs> oh my god! Even though we don't care about politics, I'm just saying. I was funny because when uh, you were looking at the poster for Event Horizon, it says Infinite Space, Infinite Terror, and I was like. Infinite terror. That was, that was my terror. That was my G Dub. George W. Bush. You know, be like these terrorists. Terror. We're gonna fight some terror today. Look, We're, all you gotta do. All you've missed was ducking two flip flops, and you've right? been good. <laughs> His cat-like reflexes. Where's Dick Cheney? At? We gotta fight some terror. <laughs> you know that motherfucker knows how to shoot people. <laughs> One year, my friend Drew. One year for Halloween, he went and to the spirit store and he bought a Dick Cheney, the one of the rubber Dick Cheney masks. Uh-huh. 
and he showed up in hunting gear with a rifle. That was his. Uh, that was his Halloween costume. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. That's hilarious. Clever. Yes, it was. That awesome. is hilarious. Uh, the year after that, he had that stupid ostrich. Oh, cowboy the... <laughs> ostrich you know what i'm talking about yes. where the ostrich's legs, the legs. are actually your legs and then but, you had the cowboy your, yeah. your torso was the cowboy that was his costume the next year i was like right well, yeah i guess there it wasn't even worth it trying to follow up on last year's because it was just too good i think the best outfit that, I, that the best costume that i've ever seen uh-huh. this guy was fucking wolverine from the first oh, x-men nice. movie so he had the jacket right he had the fucking claws like he had he had his hair shaped, dude. Like he so fucking did it. My friend Gus is a cosplayer. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, Gus Matos. I think you listen to us. I hope so. If not, I'm gonna get on Facebook and tell you listen to this episode. You got he, he cosplays Wolverine really well. Oh, nice. He's a cool, dude. Cool oh, dude nice. too. I, um, he's actually starting his own podcast soon. Sweet. He had messaged me and asked me about like what kind of equipment I got, and um, but he. Uh, he cosplays the Punisher too. He was actually Aww. the Punisher when I met him. You're talking like White Boots Punisher? Yes, like old school leather jacket, long leather jacket Punisher. We're talking, like, talking White Boots Punisher. Uh, yes. Like like old, old school, school 80s. Okay, cool. The real Punisher. Look, that, look. Punisher War Journal Punisher. <laughs> look, and I always have to say White Boots because yeah. he also does. Uh, forget White Boots. And he also does Captain America. That's badass. That's America's I, ass. Look, I don't see how you <laughs> go from Punisher <laughs> to Captain America, but... Dude, he, he, he pulls it off. He pulls it off. Cool, I, dude. But anyway, yeah, I was. I'll, I will tell you guys, like I told him, hey, dude, you can really do a podcast on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Um, I am working on getting better mics and better headphones and better everything just because I want to upgrade. Mm-hmm. But really, just doing it, I've been doing this for years on this little $80 soundboard that I bought on eBay. Nice. And um, I upgraded my mics. I had really shitty mics at first. Right. And then I upgraded to my mics are a little better now. Well, then the next thing I'm going to do is get the nice real studio, like... Mics. Yeah, like the studio mm-hmm. mics, like the really real ones. The really real, man. The really real, man. Just the really real mics, man. You can't be talking in them. They're really real. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. <laughs> I think we always have to. Oh, yeah. We always have to couple those two together. Right. I don't. I, look, I don't care what it is. You have to. <laughs> you got to do it. But um. Yeah, I'm glad we we're talking about Halloween costumes a little bit because this is actually the last episode in September, mm-hmm. and you know what that means. Next month, we kick off our Ooh. 700 Tapes podcast, Halloween, Halloween Spectacular. It's spooky. <laughs> yeah, I got some cool stuff lined up. I'm really, really excited. I got all kinds of shit going. Um, we're going to do some great stuff. We're actually doing, count them, not four we're doing five big episodes in October. Damn. Five. Son. Let's count them. Five. One, two, one, two, one, two three, four, five. Five. Six, seven, eight, nine. It's a ten crack commandment. Ooh. <laughs> little, little cube there. Little cube. No, that's a I mean, that biggie, biggie. Biggie. I said cube. Come on, man. <laughs> Never get high on your own no supply. supply. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Five big episodes in October. Um, we're going to do some great stuff for Halloween. We're actually, the last episode will be posted on Halloween. Badass. So you'll be able to listen to that while you're putting up your decorations or getting your candy ready. Or if you're having, you know, just hanging out on Halloween itself, um, take a listen, man, because Halloween's on a Saturday this year. Mm. You ain't got no job. Got and there do. ain't shit to do. Look, to be honest, like, so for 
me as an adult like right. i like i technically wasn't you know able to celebrate halloween until i got like fucking i would say like 16 17 i remember really? like my sophomore year did of you high have school. strict christian parents is that why i would assume so i don't right. you know or you just man. they just didn't do it like we were christian you know we're Christian by faith, I guess, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it but, wasn't like because they thought it was satanic or anything. I don't know. Yes and no, uh-huh. because I don't know. Whatever the case is, me being 16, 17, because it was my sophomore year of high school. Right. I was playing football. I was like, fuck that. I'm going trick-or-treating. So we just you went just around. put on your football uniform. We just, like, <laughs> just kind of went around and you know did it. And then from then on, it was like, this is a badass day to where I can just act a fucking donkey. In oh, this, shit. You know, in this outfit and nobody's going to think twice about it. But the day before the 30th and right. November 1st, I'm a dick, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> today funny. I can act a fucking ass yeah, and be awesome. cool. We, uh, yeah, we got a lot of shit to talk about. That's Sweet. why I'm really excited about the Halloween episodes. We Sweet. Are, we're going to be de- dedicating a lot of time to Halloween memories. Hell yes. Um, music that we like, yes. uh, costumes, yes. candy. Hell yes. We're gonna talk about soundtracks. Hell yes. Halloween movies, Halloween specials. Man. Dude, I got a lot of shit lined up. I'm almost. And I've been working fervently on it for since August. Look, have we we haven't gave up the lineup yet, right? No, and okay. I'm not going to. Cool. I was really tempted to because I cool. wanted to kind of tease people a little bit. But um, I didn't do it. I'm gonna, can I can I say one that's not in there? Well, you're I, gonna. Um, well, they they will get the first one at the end of this episode when we play the preview. Right. They'll get what we're doing right off the bat. We're kicking it off live. Let me just tell you. Right. We're doing it correct, and we're kicking this motherfucker off. This Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, the, with the movie we're gonna be doing. But what were you gonna say? What was not on the lineup? So the so and and it's one of those where it's like oh. Because it, it fits so fucking well. Okay. Um, trick or treat. Trick or treat. Oh, the like the, the movie. Sam yeah. movie Trick or Treat? Trick or Treat. I don't think that ever got released on VHS. It's too new a movie. Oh, it did. Because I actually went on eBay looking for it, Damn. and I couldn't find a VHS copy of it. You're right. And I thought about cheating and just having it transferred to VHS. I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean I, don't, I don't know that I can do that, though, right. in good conscience. But... Um, there were so many movies. I tell you, even the lineup that we have now, got mm-hmm. it's not the lineup I showed you right. two months ago. I about to say, it definitely got it shuffled. It got switched up a lot. It definitely And I started shuffled. thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? This is our inaugural, that means first, Halloween episode for mm-hmm. the 700 Taste Podcast. Mm-hmm. We got lots of Halloweens in the future. Right, 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 so right. So some of the stuff that got taken out this year, we'll put in next year. I about to say, we sh- we, we'll the just reshuffle year. the deck. Yeah. So I've and got enough... Deck. Halloweenish kind of movies that mean Halloween. There are certain movies that just mean <laughs> Halloween to me, mm-hmm. and um, I've got enough of those that you know, for the next five years I've got Halloween lined up. You know, do you think? I mean? uh, where do you? Where does uh, Nightmare Before Christmas fall for you? Is that Halloween or is that a Christmas movie? Yes. To both. Yes. <laughs> That's always what I say to people when they go. Is it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I always say yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I would play that, I think, on Christmas, but I think I've already got my Christmas movies in my head now, too, and it's not one of them, but there's always next Christmas. Mm. Next Christmas, I'll give you my heart. <laughs> the very next day, George Michael was gay. 
Anyway. This year. It's so funny. seems kind of queer. Right? So my son, Deacon, who you all know from Stab Me in the Back on Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Um, and my 30-year-old cereal-eating 16-year-old or 15-year-old orchid um, were watching uh, uh, that Wham! video because they're, they're kind of getting into older music and shit now, which I think uh-huh. is cool. My son's favorite band is Queen, which I think is amazing. I feel like such a success as a father. Right. That Queen is his favorite band. He freaking loves them. Um, Queen and Volbeat and Five Finger Death Punch. I think those are like his three. I'm like, nice. dude, you you fucking rock. Um, but they're getting into, they're discovering older music and stuff. So mm-hmm. they were listening to Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Don't that leave is, me hanging on like a yo yo. That is. Wham. Yeah. George Michael. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about that song the other day and they liked it and they thought it was kind of fun. And they were watching the video on YouTube. I said, oh, you guys watched the video for that? And he's like, yeah. I said, imagine this. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, because mm-hmm. I was maybe 10 or so when that song came out, we all watched those. We all watched that video on MTV and everybody in my generation. None of us fucking realized that George Michael was gay. How did we not realize watching that video with those gloves and oh my... And all the girls were like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And, like, he doesn't care about you. (laughs) I feel the same way about fucking Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin's gay? Yes. I didn't even know that. He's flamboyantly gay. Hey, did you know Ricky Martin was gay? No. Uh, What? Ro didn't know either. Are you disappointed that he's gay? No. Oh, okay. She's not disappointed. Okay. I was holding my breath on that one. I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ricky Martin's gay. Crazy. Living La Vida. Loco. Choker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Living La Vida. <laughs> but, yeah, that it was funny because I was telling my kids. Thank you. Outside, inside, gouge. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, can you believe we watched that video and had no fucking clue in our naivety in what the ab- 80s What about George Michael was gay? Did, what, what about uh, Culture Club? Oh, yeah, we totally knew. That Boy George? Jo- Boy George was gay because... Everybody literally thought he was a girl oh. for the longest time. Like, And then I remember having the conversation at school, like, that's a boy. And I'm like, no way. And like, his name is Boy George. I said, I thought that was the joke. Oh. Like, it was a girl and she called herself Boy George. I thought that was what was funny about it. Because I thought she was like a Cindy Lauper wannabe. Right, right, right. But right, it was right. actually a dude. And I'm like, oh, shit, I had no idea it was a dude. Boys I remember having... just want to have fun. Oh. Right. Oh, boys. Oh, man, if you guys are into Cindy Lauper, I am I am a plethora of useless knowledge, I will tell you. Oh, if you guys are into Cindy Lauper, which I am, I've, I've been in love with Cindy Lauper since I was about seven years old, eight years old, dude. She was like, I loved her style, the punky kind of, mm. the hair, the makeup, the, the way she dressed. She was weird. She had that Jersey accent. You know what I mean? She was so <laughs> cool. She ain't no whore. She ain't no whore. Uh, we, we can't get away from that fucking Warriors episode. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you guys are really into Cindy Lauper, check this out. Go on YouTube and check out her uh, concert from France. Mm. I think it was like 1985 or 86. It's a me. It is probably because I've watched every concert of hers. I think that's on YouTube, Damn. and I think that's absolutely the best one. Um, her, um, her, uh, oh crap! What's it called when they uh, when they leave and they come back? Their encore. Encore. Her encore is uh, "Money Changes Everything," and it is the most electrified, like awesome fucking. 
version, dude. It's it's amazing. It it really is. But yeah, if you guys are into Cindy, check that out. I followed her career closely, y'all, even to present. Like she came to town like two or three years ago, mm-hmm. and I was so bummed I couldn't go. The tickets were so fucking expensive. And she's like in her sixties now, mm-hmm. but I still wanted to. I really wanted to go because I'd never been able to see her live like in person. Damn. Like I said, I've watched every concert that's on YouTube, but it's really not the same. You know. Hell no. Um, this is like 311. I'm really into 311. I've watched, I think, every live concert that they've got on YouTube also, but it just doesn't really replace the concert-going experience, which nobody's getting the concert-going experience right now, but hopefully that'll change. Ain't no e- concerts going. Eventually. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, yeah, we've just been kind of hanging out. We're getting ready for Halloween. That's kind of, I'm hyper-focused on that right now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, anything we didn't get in the lineup, because really, originally, we were looking at four movies. Right. And then I slipped one in, because we're doing something different that I'll tell you about when we get to it. Right in there. Um, Swoop the group. But then we decided um, that there were five Saturdays in October, and we were going to fucking make use of those Saturdays. Damn right. So the episodes, we usually release them on Monday. Mm-hmm. In the month of October, I'm going to do my damnedest to get them out on Saturday, every Saturday, Saturday. so that you get five ha- five big Halloween episodes in the month of October from the 700 Saturday, podcast. Saturday, Saturday. Um, be sure and check us out on Facebook. Follow us more closely to find out more information on that kind of shit. Uh, we are on Facebook under the 700 Taste Podcast. You can hit the button on the page that says join group. You can join our Facebook group. Um, please post some stuff on our Facebook group. I think it's exciting when people do that. I like it. Damn that right. When people start interacting with each other. Check us out on the IG tip. It's Instagram at 700 Tapes. Uh, drop into our DMs on Twitter. Jasperino underscore 700 Tapes. Um, you can check us out on, uh, where else? Spotify. You can check us out on iTunes because we're kind of a big deal. SoundCloud, CastBox, Stitcher. Um, did I leave anything out again? iHeartRadio. And the, most importantly, our newest way to check us out, iHeartFuckingRadio. Damn right. We're moving up. We're moving on up. up did you know fish side. don't fry in the kitchen? Beans no, don't burn on the grill? No. Oh. Took a whole lot of pushing. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, you, yeah, you youngsters don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know about no George Jefferson? Look, I, not, look Honkies. Now I go to St. <laughs> Lunatics. Now we're up in the big leagues. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 as long as we live in the Lunatics way. Right. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong oh, with that. that. Yeah, yeah, a batter up. It's so funny. Um... <laughs> So uh, I work with this guy. Um, I'm not even gonna say his name. That's what he, he gets. He looking like a man. No. He talking like a man. He like a man. <laughs> he came in because uh, I've been like a man. I was kind of DJing the YouTube. You know how you do that. You jumping from video to video. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up listening to Colt 45. Uh-uh. <laughs> Colt 45. Yeah. 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 Baby, that's all we need. Uh, that's the one. Afro man. We can go to the park. And after dude, dark. he begged me. I was like, dude, I'm not playing this at work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, I'm like, I'm not I'm playing keep this. Singing this song right? that you keep on talking, cause that's just what, what I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and hit the bong like Chi Ching Chong. Still takes from here to Hong Kong. Whoa. So roll, roll, roll my joint. 
Oh my god. Pick out the sheets and stems. <laughs> Flynn High's hell flying through Palmdale. Skating on Dayton rims. Uh, so uh, roll, roll, like <laughs> Cadillac Coutureville. Uh, uh, and my tapes and my CDs yeah. just don't sell. I bet my caddy will. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so I'm like, dude. I know that whole song. All right. I'm the like, whole song. Yeah, don't go through any more of it because that's why I was like, I'm not playing this at work if you guys know what we're talking about. Damn right. And then he talked me into doing it anyway, so I'm blasting Cole 45. Oh, and I'm like, I am so shit. glad the ladies in the next room don't speak English. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're just singing in Spanish. Suck my dick till that shit turn white. <laughs> I thought to myself, Shiva, Shiva, she got my ass looking like a zebra. Oh, my God. Put on the clothes and I was on my way till the daddy pulled up in a Chevrolet. <laughs> so I ran. I jumped oh. out the back window. Uh. But a daddy, he was waiting with a two by four. Uh. Oh, he beat me to the left. He beat me to uh. the right. The motherfucker whooped my ass That's all night. <laughs> but I ain't mad at a prejudice dad. It's the best damn pussy I ever had. Oh, my God. I got a bag of weed and a bottle of wine. And fuck that bitch just one more one time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Call 45. Let's do the exact. Look, I promise you, I know the oh whole God. song. I bet you do. Oh, my God. So the funny thing is... Uh, I was doing like Uber Eats, I think like last year sometime, right? And I was picking up a pizza from um, off of Mill Ave, right? Uh-huh. And the, and I'm just going to say this, okay? The honkiest white guy <coughs> I have probably ever seen was jamming out. Karaoke style. No fucking way. Right hand to God. That's funny. He was tearing it up too. Damn. Tearing it up. And he kind of flubbed a little bit, so I yelled the lyrics and he was like, thanks. Oh my God. <laughs> That's like uh, I used to get up in the karaoke bar. And I would always do "How Do You Want It" by oh, Tupac, shit. and people would just be like, "The hell's going on here right now?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you activate your hips and put your ass out, got a nigga wanting it so bad I'm about to pass out. I wanna dig you, and I can't even lie about it, baby. Just alleviate your clothes, time to fly. <laughs> Damn, yeah, everybody's like, Tupac, what Tupac. is happening? And then, yeah, when I get drunk, I'm all into oh, it. Oh, you yeah. all into it, huh? Tell me, is it cool the fuck? You think I come to talk to my fool or what? Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, shit. And I get, I, get two, I get two reactions from that. I get the blank stare, and then I get the, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. We might have to, one of these times, like when we get going mm-hmm. um, and everything opens back up, I guess. Right. It'd be fun to have a 700 Tapes karaoke night. Oh, shit. I know a dude that would oh, be down. I know shit. a karaoke DJ that would totally be down to do it. Oh, I know a venue shit. to do it at oh, in Mesa. Shit. And we could totally, yeah, because I know the guys at that bar also. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, dude, we could totally have a 700 Tapes karaoke party. That'd be badass. We could maybe podcast live Damn from right. there. I want to do some live on location shit. That'd be tight. And in the future, I want to go. Um, we want. I want to take a road trip to Cali, oh, and I want to go to the Spawn shit. Ranch where the Manson family hung out, and Damn. I want to podcast from there. That's one of my dreams. Oh, what? I wanted to do that on the last podcast I did, but it, it kind of fizzled out after mm. 30 episodes, and I never got to do it. Damn. But here we are. Here we are. A new. We're blazing. Damn right. And I know you're down for a trip to Cali. Damn right. 
And so, you know, I, I figured we could find like some Helter Skelter bullshit movie somewhere on tape. Dude, there's so many Helter. <laughs> dude, there's so many. Like, I would actually like to get the original Helter Skelter movie from the 70s. Oh, see? Because that's the one that kind of turned me on to everything. Like, I had bought, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, when I was 15, I picked up a copy of Helter Skelter from the thrift store, mm-hmm. and I never looked back. Like, I was fascinated with that case, like, Damn. ever since. And then I saw the actual movie that they made. I think it was like 1973 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which isn't that good of a movie, mm. but it was still like, oh, it's the movie about the book. This is really cool. And they like, that was the first time they were showing like reenactments right, of the right, Tate right. LaBianca murders and them sneaking around the house. I'm like, oh shit. It's almost like you're there, you know? Right. But I will never forget the end of that movie after the court case and everything. Uh, um, uh, Bugliosi, the, the prosecuting attorney, was mm. talking to Manson and he goes, what about the girls, Charlie? Aren't you going to miss the girls? And he goes, nah, there's plenty of sex in prison. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy crap. And I guess that's an actual quote. Like That was an actual Manson quote, which is kind of funny. But yeah, that's the kind of shit I was into as a teenager. How about you? <laughs> Call 45. Baby, that's all we need. Anyway. Oh, shit. Event Horizon, right? Event? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Is that on the horizon? We are here uh, talking about (laughs) movies. This is an all-VHS review podcast. Right. We do not do Blu-ray or DVD or on-demand or streaming services, Mm -hmm. anything like that on this podcast. We do watch those things on our own time. But now we're here to talk about VHS. This is about our love has tape heads. I watch each and every movie that we review on the VCR in front of me underneath my computer monitor and then we take notes and we put a bunch of shenanigans together and we bring all that shit together for you right. freaks and weirdos straight right, from right. the outlands of arizona where we fight off dust devils and astro zombies and insected mutoids and lizard robotic overlords to bring you the best in vhs entertainments yeah was that good yeah all right what so said. that being said Right now, we're going to bring you a little thing we like to call The Tale of the Tape. In which I read you the back of the VHS cover for Event Horizon. An electrifying marriage of science fiction, suspense, and classic horror. The year is 2047. Years earlier, the pioneering research vessel Event Horizon vanished without a trace. Now, a signal from it has been detected, and the United States Aerospace Command responds. Hurtling towards the signal source are a fearless captain, Lawrence Fishburne, his elite crew, and the lost ship's designer, Sam Neill. Their mission? Find and salvage the -the state-of-the-art spacecraft. What they find is state-of-the-art interstellar terror. What they must salvage are their own lives because someone or something is ready to ensnare them in a new dimension of unimaginable fear. Co-starring Kathleen Quinlan. That is the heck of the VHS, and that might be one of the corniest ones I've ever read. What they find is state-of-the-art interstellar terror, and what they must salvage are their own lives. And I don't understand why at the very end, co-starring Kathleen Quinlan. I yes. think that's the chick with the son that's in the wheelchair. Gotcha. And it's really weird that, like, okay, why did you put her at the end? Like, she's some kind of big deal. Right. The big deal here is um, Jolie Richardson, 
but not at this time, I guess. She goes on to be in Nip Tuck. She plays Julia, gotcha. Sean's wife, in Nip Tuck. Um, which is why when I watched Nip Tuck, I was like, holy crap, it's the chick from Event Horizon. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Wow. Isn't yeah. the isn't the the doctor from Nip Tuck? Isn't isn't he the fucking what's his name from, from Charmed? Uh, no. Was Christian gonna... was uh, he he played uh, Cole on Charmed. He was, was one of the, say, uh, the demon love interest of Alyssa Milano. Fuck! What is uh, from Fantastic Four? Oh, Doctor Doom. Doom. He was also Doctor Doom. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the same guy, right? Yes, it's okay. the same guy. Thought so. I didn't hate those Fantastic Four. They oh, weren't the fantastic. Second, the second one was definitely not fantastic. The first one I didn't think was too bad. They weren't fantastic. But first to be honest, I don't right. think they've, even though they're the first family of Marvel, right? I don't think they've ever been like a big hit like that. They actually were the, um, that was the best selling comic back in the 60s, I think. Damn. That was a big deal. Me... Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Um, if you've ever, um, read the old fantastic four comics mm. the the jack the jack kirby stan lee ones mm. um the art first off the jack kirby, jack kirby art is for fucking sure. unbelievable but the way it's written because it was written in the 60s mm. oh my god it is like the most sexist stuff you will ever read like mr fantastic's an asshole like Get reed richards <laughs> like literally like They'll be like trying to figure it. We got to beat this guy. We don't know what we're gonna do. And as soon as Sue opens her mouth, Sue, will you shut the fuck up? We're trying to figure out what to do here, <laughs> dude. It's like he berates her in every fucking. Because I downloaded on Comicsology like the first like hundred issues of Fantastic Four from number one on, and I just started reading them. Damn, I'm like, holy shit! Like nothing but disrespect for Sue Richards all over the place. Like. Uh, no offense, but you're just a woman. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, literally, not, they didn't say I like, know, but it but is. But that's pretty much what he was saying. Everybody, not just him. Like, uh, Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm do the like the same. Everybody on the team is like, Sue, you're really just here to look pretty. Can you just not talk? Can you go make us some sandwiches while we defeat Dr. Doom? That's you were, pretty much how it was. literally invisible. Right? Do that. She's like, I made you with some invisible fucking sandwiches. <laughs> like, we'll decide to fuck you. <laughs> so then later on, in like new comics, I was reading one. I don't remember what it was, but uh, they alluded to the fact that um, Sue Richards had pr pretty much cheated on Mr. Fantastic with like every male superhero in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's craziness. Damn. But yeah, like no, that was uh, like newer comic book stuff. They kind of around 2013 comics went in this weird direction that I really didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, I don't read anything really from Marvel that that came out past 2013. Um, I'll still read some Batman stuff here and there, but I'm pretty much just is Jim Lee still drawing Batman or no? Jim Lee, no. Gotcha. He does some awesome Justice League stuff, though. Gotcha. Um, he did do uh, the Dark Knight's Metal series that came out a couple of years ago that was amazing. Jim Lee did some of the art on that, and it was fucking incredible. I love Jim Lee's Wonder Woman. That's probably, I think, my favorite Wonder Woman is the Jim Lee version. Not crazy about the Jim Lee Superman just because the, the costume's really weird. Like He's got that weird like neck collar thing on it, and I don't know. I actually saw um, a Jim Lee... So I was at I was in Vegas and uh -huh. I saw uh, I was at Pawn Stars and nice. I saw 
it's um i knew right away as soon as i saw batman i'm like that's jim lee oh yeah absolutely so undeniable they, like like he like his batman is so yep it just stands above the rest right i could give a fuck who else is drawn batman Any jim lee art is unmistakable it is like because my, my so my brother uh big comic book guy right you know draws and everything jim lee is his fucking idol Hell right yeah so i see the picture so it's batman and superman and i'm like holy shit so i i, I go pull one of the guys i'm like can you tell me who drew this because i'm like i know it's fucking jim lee and the guy's like um let me go check in the back and blah oh, blah seriously blah, blah. yeah i was like Why the really fuck are you fucking... working at a comic book shop no 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 this was at the pawn stars oh it's the pawn stars that's right okay so he comes right, back and he's right. like yeah that's um that's jim lee and then somebody whoever colored it i don't i couldn't tell you the guy who colored it but um i took a picture of it and i sent it to my brother uh-huh. and he's like that's fucking badass nice he's like I, you know that is fucking badass he's like that's um you know jim lee and whoever it was a right. collaborative effort for that picture but it was badass that's cool and that's the final word on jim lee just kidding <laughs> so um event horizon was released on august 15th 1997 and i think we talked about before we went on that i think this was my birthday movie that year uh-huh. the this is what i did on my birthday that year we went and had dinner and then we went and saw this movie because i was super excited about it because i anything horror you know, and I and this movie, it's kind of like Ghost Ship, where it got a bad rap, and it was a, a commercial flop. Mm-hmm. This was a worse flop than Ghost Ship, actually. Yeah. When I read you the numbers, but um, it was kind of the same thing where the movie wasn't really well received, and um, it didn't do very well. But it's kind of um, picked up a ghost fall a ghost cult <laughs> a cult following ghost following a cult following because I was thinking a ghost ship was the same way it's picked up a cult following over the years like people love this movie now um, there's actually I, I heard that Amazon was working on a series an event horizon series I don't know if it ever happened or not um, I should probably check that out but I didn't but I heard that that was happening so this movie stars Lawrence Fishburne as Captain Miller, uh, Sam Neill as Dr. Weir, and remember, co-starring Kathleen Quinlan <laughs> as Peters. That's so crazy. I don't know why they did that on the back of the VHS. Jolie Richardson as Stark. Richard T. Jones as Cooper, who's always pissed off and or joking around, one of the two. Um, Jack Noseworthy as Justin. That's such a weird name. Especially since he has a weird nose too. That was Baby Bear. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's he's always looked like he's always seemed like he was one of those fucking um, the Tanner boys from. <laughs> yeah, like he could have been, huh? <laughs> he did look like the one kid. He looked just like him. Uh, I can't was, remember his name. The kid I, that did all the Disney movies after. Yeah, I just could. I had to just say Tanner boys. Fucking right. From Tanner. Home Improvement. Yes. Yeah. I think ho, Tanner, ho, ho, ho. I don't know if was Tanner their last name. I thought Tanner oh, that was, was Full the House. Full House. So I don't know what they were. I'm gonna have to look it up now. Jason, whatever his name was. Anyway, Jason Isaacs was DJ. Jason Isaacs, um, you'll remember, was also the bad guy in um, the Patriot, the Mel Gibson movie. I couldn't tell you the last time I seen. Oh yes, he is. He was You're the right. uh, the English officer. You are right. Yep. Um, there was something else he was in besides Harry Potter that I was thinking about when I was watching this. I um, can't remember what it was. It was, um, he was in Black Hawk Down, but that wasn't it. He was in, um, 
of course, uh, he was somebody in Harry Potter, but he was in the Patriot, and there was the some, Taylors. The Taylors. Tim that's the Tool it. Man. And what Taylor. was the kid's name? Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. Now you know. The more you know. But man, I cannot remember, and I'm even trying to look at this. Uh, he's done a lot of uh, voice acting. Like he was Ray Shao Ghoul in Batman Under the Red Hood. Damn. Um, and that's a badass. Like that, that Batman. That is a good look, cartoon. Like that shit for sure. Like that's probably one of my favorite like animated Batman. Right. Because I think that one's badass. Uh, let's see. He was in a bunch of Harry Potter movies because he was uh, Malfoy. Ma- he was uh, Malfoy's dad. His dad. Mm-hmm. Right. He had like blonde hair and he looked all weird. Um, I thought he was in. Uh, he was in Resident Evil. Um, I thought for some reason that he was in. Uh, there's the Patriot. He's I in thought, Black Hawk Down. Steel. Yep. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought he was in Lord of the Rings, but I guess he wasn't. And that would be that would that would be right around fucking. Um, that would have been right around the Harry Potter stuff, right? And then uh, Sean Pertwee is in this movie, mm-hmm. which is cool. Sean Pertwee plays Alfred in the Gotham TV series. Um, he was also in a really cool werewolf movie called Dog Soldiers. Oh, I remember and you were saying that. Most was notably, DVD. yeah, and it was oh, really, too. yeah, yep, and it's it was, a really good movie. He's we the, did the trivia for what was in the movie in around. Ghost Ship. Yeah, there we go. So, um, he was also he is also notably the son of John Pertwee. Who was one of the Doctor Who's? He was Doctor Who number three. Damn. Yeah. So I always thought that was cool. And they he looks just like him. It's really crazy. Um, but yeah, I was a huge Doctor Who fan and when I was a little kid and all the way into my adulthood. So <clears throat> I have a few. In fact, if you go on Instagram, you'll see some of my Doctor Who action figures. The- I don't have all the Doctors yet, but I'm working on it. Who? Yeah. The Doctor. Who? Doctor Who. He's on first. Who? Yes. What's on second? So, um, this movie cost $60 million to make. That was its budget. Its opening weekend, it did $9 million. And then Gross USA for the whole thing, 26 Thanks. So, this movie was a huge, huge flop. So, so like seven of your dollars accounts towards that that gross number. <laughs> uh, I don't think in 1997 movies didn't cost seven dollars. What I they cost? They, uh, like four fifty, five bucks maybe. Gotcha. They didn't go up till later on. I don't think. You don't so, think it was? You don't think it was like seven bucks? It wasn't seven bucks. I don't think. But you guys went as a pair, right? Damn, I wasn't going to IMAX. Shit. I'm saying you Just guys kidding. went. You guys went as a pair, so I was well, yeah. That. So it was. It was good. Seven bucks. After we got popcorn and everything else, we probably dropped. 35, that doesn't bucks. go against the gross on this. Oh, that's true, though, because the... Um, seven bucks. All right. Seven all right. You know what? Just for Maybe argument's $8. sake, we'll say we did $14 between the two of us. <laughs> no, damn. I'm saying all together, if your ticket no, was three fifty right. and it's hers okay. was three fifty. Oh, I get you. Seven bucks. It wasn't three fifty because it wasn't a matinee. Oh, damn. So let's just say $7. All we'll, right. We'll call it even on that. Right down the middle. Right. Call it even Stevens. Even Stevens. So anyway, it is uh, 96 minutes long. God damn. So they, they. So as we're going to find out, they cut 30 minutes out of this movie. We'll talk about that here in a little while. 
Um, God, so uh, let me just, you know, back up real quick. Okay. 60 million. I got to put my pinky by my, by my mouth. And one of the trivias is Ooh. that the rotational shot of the space station over Earth in the very beginning that he's in. Is aliens. Um, that took nearly a third of the film's visual effects budget to do. So what I was reading, they were showing, they were saying that a lot of these stills were alien-esque Yes. Stills oh, very much so. Yeah. Like, even the million. well, even Shit. the uh, even the tagline, you know, in infinite space, infinite terror, you know, in space, no one can hear you scream, you know. But I'm look, I'm still fucked up by sixty. But million. on the on because I because I know every uh, every porn parody, mm-hmm. there is an aliens one, and it says uh, in space they love to hear you scream. I think is the tagline. <laughs> is there like a species one? There has Dude, like a... no, because species was a softcore porn in and of itself. I remember, didn't she fuck some one of the guys in like the pool or something like yeah. that? No, that was showgirls. Oh, huh. yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, but <laughs> I was okay. Here's what shocked me about species, mm-hmm. and I think I have species somewhere around here. We probably will get to it because Michael Madsen's in that movie, right? And then they, you know, they were chased. They thought they had caught her, and they were kind of celebrating. And the chick goes down on him in the hotel room. Do you remember that scene? The chick that was like working with them, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, like she's like, they're like, oh, congratulations. And she just hits her knees. And I'm like, <laughs> it seems so weird to me. Even while I was watching the movie, I was like, that seems really weird. Like, I don't, I mean, good for him, but like, <laughs> wow. Like, I don't know. Wham. Yeah. <laughs> Wake me up. Before was that <laughs> a, was that Natasha Henstridge? Was I that the tell chick you. from Species? I don't know. It's like, she ain't getting all the action in this movie. I haven't seen that movie you. in fucking 15 <laughs> years, 20 yeah. years. Like, I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen it. And there was three of them. I'm about to say you know one, that? two, or three. Couldn't I you? never saw the third one, but I know there's a third one. But I've seen the other two. I remember somebody getting fucked up in a hotel. I think like the chick. That was like, the first one. Okay. That's and all then, I can yeah, really and the remember. one dude she didn't want him because he was he had drugs in his system, so mm-hmm. she just killed him. Um, so Paul W. S. Anderson's initial cut of the film, that's the director, ran 130 minutes and was quite graphically violent. So much so that both test audiences and the studio balked at the finished product. Paramount ordered him to cut the film by 30 minutes and tone down some of the violence, a decision he now regrets. This is the part that sucks. Although it was announced in 2012 that a full version of the film had been found on a VHS tape, Anderson revealed in 2017 that due to bad bad archiving, a longer version no longer exists. The tape was in such poor condition when found that the footage was practically unwatchable, forcing Anderson to throw it away. So we will never get a director's cut of Event Horizon, which makes me super, super sad. Yo, like... Because a lot of the plot holes and the stuff that doesn't make sense in this movie is because they had to cut 30 minutes of it out. Look, that just fucked me up. Right? Because, for the most part, this movie is, you know... (laughs) Like the the father to Ghost Ship, you know. Yeah, because this came out in '97. Ghost Ship was 2002. Right. So this, like, it, it it's almost the same plot. I mean, same shot by shot scene type shit. Like, it is almost the carbon copy. You know, Ghost Ship is a carbon copy of this kind of thing. And I can only imagine because Ghost Ship, for the most part, there's really no plot holes. And this right. one, I'm like, holy shit! Like, it is. They're glaring. 
and it sucks because yeah. I would like to see that thirty. This movie footage. got this movie got the shaft. Really, it got ripped off because a lot of crazy shit happened <laughs> in the. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> A lot of crazy <laughs> shit happened in the production that kind of... This movie was cheated a little bit. Right. Um, the initial rough cut submitted to the MPAA received the Kiss of Death NC-17 rating. Um, the visions from hell were inspired by works from 16th century Renaissance painters Hieronymus Bosch and Peter Bruegel, which director Paul W.S. Anderson saw while he was touring art galleries with his production designer. Anderson was fascinated by these paintings as the makers clearly believed in the reality of hell as the complete antithesis of heaven, and the images they created were terrifying and beautiful at the same time. And God damn it, I love art for that very reason. Um... Although the film was met with mostly negative reviews and a disappointing box office result at the time of its release, it amassed a considerable cult following over the years. Uh, director Paul W.S. Anderson said that the movie's cult status were predicted to him years before by none other than Kurt Russell. Anderson screened Event Horizon before they started work on Soldier in 1998, and Russell said, forget about what this movie's doing now. In 15 years' time, this is going to be the movie you glad, you're glad you made. But I don't think it was. I think he was still kind of sad about it. Especially because the 30 minutes were cut out. Yeah. the green, From green light to completion, the film took 10 months, an, an unusually short time for such a complex and effects-driven film. And I'm about to tell you why, because I have a story on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, let's see. With a gap in their summer schedule that year, Paramount penciled Event Horizon in for an August release. That didn't give Anderson and his crew a lot of time to complete their task. They had only four weeks to shoot the film and six weeks for editing. With time running out, the team began slicing, splicing the film together as they were shooting it. The initial cut of Event Horizon was put together in four weeks. It didn't go down well with test audiences and studio executives at all. Some scenes and effects shots were missing, the sound still had to be mixed, and the violence on display was too shocking for people to stomach. The finished version of Event Horizon hits at how depraved the film could have been without studio interference ruining the fun. The original cut boasted scenes of excessive gore, cannibalism, and eviscerated bodies. Viewers see hints of the madness during some of the film's most memorable scenes. For, for, for the most part, it's left to our imaginations, which I think was part of the charm of this movie, mm -hmm. was that that gory shit was only like quick snippets, mm -hmm. and you because your imagination's always worse than what you're actually seeing. That and the crazy thing is, even if you don't think you saw it subconsciously, you saw it. Right. Even if you can't, even if right. you can't fully get the frontal view of it, you still saw it. It's like uh, the the really quick scenes in uh, from Dust Till Dawn when mm -hmm. she's on the bed and he's talking to Richie, and it's just it flashes. It's mm -hmm. a half a second, but your brain is seeing it, mm -hmm. and that's really like the mind fuck. So the whole reason they had to rush through this. Um, was because um, James Cameron was making Titanic and he was behind on production because it was supposed to be released on July 4th of 97 and it wasn't. So they had a gap in their summer movies and they stuck Event Horizon and they're like, you better get it finished because we're releasing it. So that's that's why it was all kind of spliced together at the last minute. Damn. Yeah. Four weeks. You spent $60 million in four weeks. 
Right. It sucks. <laughs> Actually, 10 weeks all together. I think I can do it. To, I could pull it off. You got to think. You, four weeks to shoot, and then six weeks to edit. Right. 10 weeks. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Check this out. The model of the Event Horizon includes a complete X-Wing from Star Wars as part of the antenna array. The model is visible on the lower portion of the Event Horizon during the first flyby by the Lewis and Clark. That's pretty cool. That is. I looked and looked. I didn't see it. I mean, I was trying to see it, and I couldn't see it. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, just having done a PG-13 movie, Mortal Kombat, Paul W.S. Anderson was very keen to do something more mature and gruesome. He did Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal no combat. combat. This is why he turned down the chance to direct X Men. Damn. Yeah. That movie, it, it was okay. Right. Was it a flop? No. No, I actually really enjoyed it when it came out because I had nothing to compare it to. What? Huh. So, what movies came out around this time, which which would could have possibly made this fucking? Well, let me tell you what. I'll tell you what, Bobby. Let me tell you what, Legacy. We are going to look it up. So you have to think, you know, 97. Probably Let's like... do hit films of 1997. Whoa. Let's see what pulls up here. Oh. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Nothing to lose. Lost Highway. <laughs> Batman and Batman Robin. Robin. <laughs> Batman and motherfucking Robin. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh your shit. favorite movie of all time. <laughs> which is? Speed 2. Speed 2. On a boat, bitch. <laughs> I'm on a boat, motherfucker, on a boat. And then Titanic. Shut <laughs> uh, Face Off came out that year. I love that movie. Look, this is a big We're definitely covering that one. Fifth Element, we'll be covering that too. Con Air, Muhammad Bird. That's a big. That's a big it year. Came for out in nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, Everything in the movie's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's high praise. That's high praise. The Jackal. That was a pretty decent movie for Richard Gere. I mean, Ooh, Chasing Amy came out in ninety-seven. Goodwill Hunting. That's probably uh, the biggest one. That would that won all the Academy Awards that year. Look what else came out. Wishmaster. And Devil's, Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Um, Mortal Kombat. The funny thing is, I want that's annihilation. Too. That's annihilation. Oh right? my gosh! Look at Shaq. She's steel. So look, I've always wanted to watch that Snow White movie. It's pretty good. The dwarves are absolutely. I used to own it. The dwarves are absolutely disturbing in this movie. That was the cube that you were talking about. Yep. Last episode. Yes, cube. They're like the scariest dwarves in any Snow White movie. They're fucking. You think they're gonna like track you down and eat you? Spawn really? came out like, in 1997. The Borrowers. Yeah. Is that like that movie was fun. Jackie Brown. Damn. Alien Resurrection. Damn that. Look, that's probably one of my. That's probably like my favorite Alien. Oh really? Yeah. That's what that Alien behind you. That's the one. That, yep. That's the movie it's from. Um, Austin Powers came out that year. Men in Black. Wishmaster. This, this that one. Wishmaster was awesome. This was a good year for movies, man. No Spring wonder Event two. Horizon flopped. Eve's Bayou. Okay. Eve's Bayou is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Scream 2. Again, one slasher movie, all slasher movie. Right. Mm. Damn. Not bad. This is 187. Did we say that one? Contact. That was all right. That was kind of a weird movie. That was the Jodie Foster joint. Joint. Um, the Postman. Oh, my God. Kevin Costner. I about to say Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Fools oh, Rush In. Oh, Fools Rush In. I love that movie. I think that's shot here. Tucson. Yep. It's shot in Tucson. Yep. 
let's liar, see. liar, liar, liar. Kiss came the out. girl. Donnie Brasco. Okay. Which I also look, have on VHS. We can with, cover I that movie eventually. With Donnie Brasco. Hell yeah. A little crime drama going on there. That was Pacino and uh, mm-hmm. De Niro, right? Uh, Not De Niro. Um, um, shit. Uh, Johnny Depp. Was it Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anaconda? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, huh? Mimic? Okay. Mimic was good. Man, I went to a lot of movies this year. Mouse Hunt? Because I, I saw a lot of these in the theater. Beverly Hills Ninja, Chris Farley. <laughs> I know what you did last Relic. summer. Wow. Yeah, American Werewolf in Paris, Paris, Air Force One. Dude, I went to a shit ton of movies this year because I went to see all of these in the theater. Look, the funny thing is, <laughs> I like American Werewolf in Paris. I do too. And we're like, going to cover it because I, yes. I have both of them. Nice. I have so London, London and Paris. And Paris. Yep. Um, damn. 97 was a pretty LA good LA Confidential. I love that movie. I have that on Laserdisc. Damn. It's true. Damn. Metro. Uh, G.I. Jane. Suck my dick. Fuck G.I. Jane. <laughs> All Fire Down Below, Steven Seagal. Oh, my but God. Metro with Eddie Murphy. I know I saw that movie, but I don't remember anything about it. Shit. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, Conspiracy Theory. Oh, look at Double Team. Oh, my God. Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, oh hell my yeah. Gosh. I wish I had that movie. Yeah, that movie is terrible. Yes. Well, duh. Did terrible. anybody think anything different was going to happen? Um, terrible. Conspiracy Theory is amazing. Never seen, seen that. Oh, Mel Gibson's a conspiracy theorist. He does like a... Because it's the 90s, so he has a, a, a newsletter he does. Mm-hmm. And then he actually stumbles onto a real one, and they come after him. And he's like, oh, shit, it's real. The Peacemaker, that's a good movie. Nicole Kidman and George Clooney. Never seen it. That's a good movie. It's like an international spy kind of movie. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Power Rangers Turbo. Is that the movie you were talking about? No, No. that's the one after. (laughs) I actually, okay. 95 is is the Power Rangers movie. Okay, so I went on eBay the other day looking for the Power Rangers movie, and I couldn't figure out which one it was because they all look the same to me. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to do that someday when you're here with me. You're going to have to point to which one it is. It's the Ninja Rangers. There's so many of them that i got to figure it out. Oh, Hercules. uh, Disney. The Devil's Own, that that movie for having Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt was very boring. Once Upon a Time in China? Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, the Batman Superman movie where they fight the Joker and Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. I remember that, was that one. a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, Tomorrow Never Dies, James Bond, a little Pierce Brosnan action going on there. Oh, there's a Corey Haim movie called Demolition University that I've never heard of. Yikes. Uh, in and out with uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. Oh, as good as it gets. Oh, that's a good movie. Jack Nicholson. Oh, you like as good as it gets. Oh, she's asleep. Never mind. Uh, she loves Jack Nicholson. That's what I was going to ask. Love Jones. That's um, a good ass movie. I've never seen that. Oh, George of the Jungle. Is that? Oh, uh, George two? of the Nope. That's the first one. Brendan Fraser. Picture right? Perfect. That was a good movie. I like those Jennifer Aniston rom coms. Rom com. Just because Jennifer Aniston. Um, <laughs> Chinese box. <laughs> it's cold. Richard, it smells like egg foo young. <laughs> oh my god! Was that Selena? Is that what this is? No, no fire. Oh, Did oh, Anastasia. Right? That movie was dope. 
Dude, that's a very underrated movie, and Fox did that yeah, movie. Yeah, I always thought it was a Disney movie, but it's not. It's, yeah, a, it's a Fox very, movie. very, very underrated. And it's a little scary. Dude, when, when Rasputin's, it, like, melting and shit, and his eye pops out and all man, that. Man, I yeah. remember Bartok. Freaked out my kids a little bit. Man, for sure. For the longest time, I had that Bartok toy from Burger King mm-hmm. where he had the eye, and you pulled it out, and it chased <laughs> the eye around on the string. <laughs> Which is kind of a dark toy when you think about it. For sure. That's probably why I liked it so much. But yeah. Uh, My Best Friend's Wedding came out in 97. That was a huge hit. Who'd she marry? I don't remember. (laughs) I don't think I ever saw it. It You said, but that's your best friend? Wow. Star Kid. I remember seeing that movie. Star Kid. That movie was terrible, but I remember watching it. Oh, here's some kids' movies. The Brave Little Toaster. Oh, that look, that's a dope movie. Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas came out that year. No. That the, was a, what, so. What, what is that? The, the Swan Princess. Where? Uh, all the way yeah. to the right. Like, Why does it look like they're playing hockey? I remember those movies. Dude, the Swan Princess. My kids loved this movie. Man. Um, they'd run around. You come to castle. I make vow. <laughs> Ooh, call the conqueror. Oh. Kevin Sorbo. Mothra two. I've never seen that. Neither have I. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Evangelion. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Alien Resurrection. That's your shit. Little Winona writer and uh, what's his name? Uh, wow, what's his uh, Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. And, Crazy Six with Ice T. And what's his name from uh, Dala? What is oh uh, Dala? Make you holla. <laughs> was was his name Dala? It was uh, Big Top Dollar. Top Dollar make you holla. Because mm-hmm. he was right. the captain. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the hairy shoulder guy mm-hmm. that was married to Rhea Perlman is in it. <laughs> and I remember because he gets his brain plucked out mm-hmm. and he goes like this. He reaches behind him and he's like, <laughs> and he's looking at his brain. <laughs> I was looking at my brain. Anyway. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into the movie here and check out the trailer. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. you love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Uh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those. And one of those. And five bars of these. And a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white puffy material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, 
that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. In Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon is the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've got some problems here! This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been and what it's brought back with it. This ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive? Oh. I have such wonderful things to show you. Oh my god. It knows my secrets. <laughs> it knows my fears. <laughs> Vacate, I want off this ship. I can't leave. She won't let you. So, that was an alien on that uh, that drive-in where he's ordering all the food. Gotcha. That's why I thought it was funny because they got Horizon there in space and it was an alien. So he didn't want to use that for alien. No, we already did aliens. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, I like that. Uh, hey, mom and pop, make sure you watch your kids when they go to the concession stand because uh, we got a lot of hot dogs running around fucking weirdos out here trying to get people to put them in their buns eating fun whatever <laughs> so event horizon this tape this is the one where i got all the previews and i'm i think on ghost ship i flubbed a little bit i thought that was the one with all the previews mm -hmm. dude i got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten different things on here they're not all previews some of them are ads shit the first ad i got was for the paramount millennium collection Apparently, uh, Paramount had a contest where you could go on the website and vote for your favorite movies of the last like Millennium. 50 years or whatever, and there was going to be part of the Millennium Collection or whatever got voted the highest or whatever. 
Um, so that was that. And then, uh, a really weird movie. All these were weird. Uh, eating pattern is the name of the movie. It's got Rudger Hauer in it and it's some kind of weird sci-fi space movie, but it looked, I don't know. I don't even know if it was something I'd want to check out because it looked so crazy. Like they were like cannibalistic or something. I don't know. I'm not sure what was going on. Uh, the next one was a Rob Lowe movie called on dangerous ground. Do you know that movie? It sounds familiar. It's not the Ice Cube one. That was, there was an Ice Cube one called something similar to that. That was one where he went back to South Africa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was called On Dangerous Ground too, wasn't or it? Something. It was or Dangerous Ground or yeah. Something yeah, it was like very that. similar, but uh, I don't remember Rob Lowe being in it, so I don't think it's the same movie. Then we got um, what does this say? Uh, Robert Loggia's in it, and Angie Dickinson. The Don's Analyst is the name of this movie. It's a comedy, also. Uh, Robert Loggia's a mob boss that wants to go straight, and the whole rest of the mom's like, "Are you out of your mind?" And Angie Dickinson's his wife, um, and she's probably in her late, early sixties, maybe in this movie, mm-hmm. and she's still hot because it's Angie Dickinson. You know who Angie Dickinson is? I don't. She was in a a seventies uh, crime drama show called Police Woman. And yeah, she's just yeah, she's just one of those seventies era hot chicks. Um, then there was a Peter Falk movie called Pronto. Uh, Peter Falk played Columbo. Remember Columbo? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter Falk. Uh, he always had the wrinkly old jacket on and everything. <laughs> but yeah, it's called Pronto. Some weird movie uh, that I didn't really follow either. Um, and another one called Kiss Me Guido. They were weird weird uh previews on this this one's about a guy that wants to be an actor and he answers a an ad to be somebody's roommate but it said gwf seeks roommate that's gay white male or gwm gay white male right Uh, 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 that's what gwm stands for and he tells his friend he's like you know what gwm stands for guy with money and so he thought it was just a rich guy looking for a roommate um, really weird. That um, is funny. So then, this was the one that interested me a little bit. It was called Ravager. And it's like, it looks like a horrible horror sci-fi movie. But the reason I was interested in it is because Juliet Landau is in this movie. Um, Juliet Landau played Drusilla in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, nice. Spike's crazy girlfriend. She's right. in this movie. So I was actually a little interested in that one. Then, after all that weirdness, all those off-the-wall crazy movies, we get a preview for Kiss the Girls with Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman. Remember that movie? That was really 90, yeah, it said 97, yep. so that was definitely that. It's a good movie. So, yeah, the, the they also movie is Dangerous Ground. Ah, nice. Not On Dangerous and Ground. And so, On Dangerous Ground, there was, I think it, it, it looks like it's a remake because there's one from 51. I guess so. And the the Rob Lowe one is ninety six. Who is in the nineteen fifty one one? Anybody um, famous? Uh, Robert Ryan. I don't know who that is. Who do I? Hmm. But um, if you remember, Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman did Kiss the Girls. They also did Along Came a about, Spider. Yep. And they were both really really good movies. I always think they're you know like you always get them confused because mm-hmm. the same people. 
or a long kiss goodnight, but it's Ooh, that's Samuel Sam Jackson, Jack. Gina Davis, which I have on VHS and we are going to cover. Nice. That's the hairdo he has in that Pulp Fiction uh, that yep, we were looking at last that time. Definitely is. Um, and then I got a, a ad for the Star Trek video series on VHS. Which one, Genesis? All of them. Next. No, the Star Trek movies, the Star Trek shows, oh. Deep Space Nine, The Next Generation. Dang. The whole Star Trek pretty much brand on VHS, the whole thing. Uh, like, so, so Next Generation, <laughs> I remember watching, you know, because it would come on, I think, Channel 3? Uh, no, it was on Channel 15, I think, because I watched it religiously every Monday. You sure? The, okay. new, the new episodes came out every So that's Monday. with... Patrick, it, that's with uh, Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, Lavar Burton. Yep. There we go. Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And then that's uh, uh, fuck. Data. No, no, no. Oh, Worf. Uh, there we go. Michael Dorn is Worf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I never missed an episode of the Next Generation. I'm pretty sure it came on Channel 15. I, it wasn't a major network. It was one of the UHF channels. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was channel fifteen. So with well, at least our our channels. At least. Yes. Um. So the funny thing is, my so when my nephew was born, the first grandson, my mom wanted to be called Moogie. Uh huh. Because of um the Klingons, not the Klingons. What what are the ones with the big ears? The Ferengi. There we go. Yeah. Because that's what they called. That's what. Uh, I guess that's what they were called. So she wanted to be called. Uh, I think Moogie. Why would you want to be named after a Ferengi? Because I think that's what they called their mother. Oh, that's funny. Or grandmother or whatever the thing that's was. That's crazy. But as long it as was, it wasn't Umok. It was, so it ended up becoming Mau Mau. Mau Mau. Mau Mau. Mau Mau. Yeah, and that's what they all call her now. Yeah, as long <laughs> as they didn't call her Umoks, because you know what the Umoks are? Uh-uh. So there was an episode where the Ferengi kidnapped Counselor Troy's mom. Mm-hmm. And she was just trying to distract him, so she was rubbing, she was like stroking his ears. Mm-hmm. And apparently, that's how you jerk off a Ferengi is by rubbing his ears. Like, no one's ever given me umox quite like this before. Oh. She's like, oh god, this is disgusting. Oh no, <laughs> so funny. But I remember I love Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. One of my to this day, one of my heroes of film or TV or anything. I respect that man. Like I know that, like I know him. You know what I mean? If you ask me, Kirk or Picard, I'm really torn. I can't answer that question. I refuse to answer that question because I feel like to answer that question would cause some kind of paradox that would fold in the space-time continuum and kill us all. So, with that being said, I know you know Picard. They've he, they've been doing the, the series. I want to watch it. And um, he he went on. Uh, whatever show Whoopi Goldberg is on the view and he was like look if you could be part of season two that would be awesome oh crap because you know she's yeah that's badass and she look she lit up and was like I'll do it wow that's cool so I think that you know like I love when you can come full circle with nostalgia yep that's badass but it's funny because the next generation started when I was in I think seventh grade Mm mm-hmm and I was really mad. I didn't like Picard at first because Encounter at Farpoint was the first episode of The Next Generation. That was the end of the episode. And within the first five minutes of the show, mm-hmm. he announces the unconditional surrender of the Enterprise 
to the Q continuum, and it pissed me off. This is such a geeky conversation right now. Um, but I remember having this conversation with my brother that introduced me to the Warriors, mm-hmm. the same brother. We were both huge Star Trek fans. That was the other thing that kind of bonded us. But I remember having the conversation with him and going, Kirk would have blown the Enterprise up before surrendering it. <laughs> Everybody on board? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, blow it up. Damn. So, but, you know. Damn uh, it all to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't like Picard in that first episode. But as I watched the show and got a little bit older and the show progressed, I really developed a respect for the character of Captain Marvel. I was like, man, what a, what a guy. You know, like. My my dude though was always Commander Riker. Yep. If I was gonna be somebody on the show, I'd want to be Riker because he was like the dashing, like the one that went and fought, and he was like the Kirk character. You know, he got the girls, and he was banging Counselor Troy at one time, and you know that's their backstory. And it's like, yeah, yeah, my man. And then yeah, it was just a great show. But I digress. I could talk about Star Trek all night long, which we're not here to talk about Star Trek. I thought it was funny, though, to put the Star Trek ad right before Deep Her- the Event Horizon started. Right. Because uh, it's so not Star Trek. Right. It is not. So, uh, Event Horizon, we have opening credits finally, three quarters of the way down my first page of notes after all those previews. <laughs> um, it's like a black hole entrance type of thing mm-hmm. over the, uh, over the uh, credits. And we got a flashing cursor on a black screen now. And it's, uh, you know, like a computer cursor. And then it says, 2015, first permanent colonies made on the moon. I'm like, damn, we're like five years behind that shit. <laughs> Fucking COVID. Right. In 2015, we should have been on the moon already. It's just so funny. Like, in 1997, they could think by 2015 we'd be colonizing the moon. And now here we are, and, like, nothing's really changed that much. There's also a part later on in the movie where they're trying to get the captain's log or whatever. And it's a fucking CD they're trying to get out right. of, like, a it, CD and drive. It was and it was stuck. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, what We just watched something, too, that was, like, supposed to be the future. Oh, it was uh, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And he wanted him to sign his kid's CD, but he was supposed to be from, like, 700 years in the future or whatever. So then, uh, 2032, uh, mining begins on Mars. So we got done fucking up the Earth and the Moon. I guess it was time to fuck up Mars. Uh, then 2040, Deep Spaceship Event Horizon is sent to the edge of the galaxy. Uh, it disappears beyond the orbit of Neptune. It's known as the worst space disaster in known history. So now it's 2047, the present. Um... There's like an asteroid passing um, the event horizon. There's like the big close-up on this asteroid. And then they show the event horizon like floating around in the orbit of Neptune. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool shot of the ship. That's, I think, where they show the X-Wing, but I couldn't see it. Um, but it's, it's a really cool-looking ship. And then there's like uh, a shot of the inside of the ship. And there's just stuff floating around. There's like a water bottle, a wristwatch. Stuff that you're surprised that they still have in 2047. And um, then they that big cross-shaped window, there's a body like floating end over end right there. And then 
it finally turns its face to you and it's yeah. right in the camera. Yeah. And it's totally like a Hellraiser type face with all the cuts and the eyes are missing or sewn shut or whatever. Very Hellraiser-esque. We're going to make a lot of Hellraiser references, I think, in this movie and comparing this to Hellraiser. I think you even read some stuff on it that we'll get to later. Yes. Um, so then all of a sudden there's an alarm going off and it wakes up Sam Neill, Dr. Weir. And we see pictures of his wife hanging by his bed, kind of, you know, foreshadowing some stuff that's going to happen. And then he's um, shaving. And while he's shaving, he's kind of looking back at the bathtub, kind of haunted. Like something really bad happened in the bathtub, which it did. And we'll find out about it later. Um, so now he's kind of eating and he's got his coffee or whatever. <clears throat> and he's standing by a window. And then the, 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 the scene like shoots out from the window and it's this giant space station like floating over earth right which apparently took up a third of the special effects budget in this movie that's 60 million dollars uh, so a third of it is 20 i said that's what i was saying though that's 60 so million look dollars. they barely yeah, covered they, 20 million oh my they god barely covered that you know gross altogether. right <laughs> so then you find out that that thing is called daylight station and uh, they're calling um, him to the to uh, the Lewis and Clark, and it's a search and rescue ship. So then we see Sean Pertwee's on there, mm-hmm. and uh, he's kind of the pilot guy, and he's smoking a cigarette in space, which I always thought is funny because that's physically impossible. Like you would blow the whole fucking right because it's a vacuum fucking environment. Right. And then uh, Julia, her name is. Uh, what is it, Hicks or uh, not Hicks? Uh, Sachs. What is her name? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back. Here. Yeah, I'm trying to get back to the IMDb because I had that other stuff in front of it. Um, her name is Stark, um, and Sean Pertwee's name is Smith. But um, they're kind of just kind of getting everything ready to go, and you see Justin, the baby bear kid with the weird face, the Jonathan right. Taylor Thomas guy, <laughs> and they're all kind of doing their thing. John you know, David Thomas guy, and they're kind of getting everything prepped because they're going to go into hypersleep. Mm-hmm. And then we also meet Cooper. Um, and then the crew's just kind of getting ready to do their thing. And then Sam Neill uh, wakes up in the hypersleep tank, mm-hmm. and nobody else is awake yet. Everybody's still out of it, so it drains. And he gets out, and he's kind of looking around the ship, and then. Um, Someone, he goes to the bridge and someone's on the deck seat and it's a woman and he kind of walks up and the chair turns around and it says dead wife, Claire. With no eyes. And she doesn't have any eyes, but she doesn't have a shirt on either. Mm-hmm. And her boobs are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Not ghost titties though. Not ghost titties. Just kind of weird evil hell titties. Uh, those are like um, figment of my imagination titties. Ex- yes, which I had a lot when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> figment of my imagination titties. But yeah, nowhere near like Francesca's. Mm-mm. I'm just sorry. Mm-mm. Sorry. Those uh, are those are like A cups. Hers are definitely yeah, B's. Right. Sorry, uh, Claire, Sam Neil's dead wife. You didn't add up. You didn't uh, measure up. So to speak, on the on the BBGs. But no, you're you're getting a low three, I think. Low three for sure. So then he wakes up and he's inside the pod still and he's freaking out. So then everyone's waking up and they get him out and he's like, Ugh, and they they're kind of laughing at him because he's coming out of hypersleep and he's kind of the nerdy guy. 
So then everybody's kind of drying off. It's very aliens-like mm-hmm. here, like when they're coming out of hypersleep. And then it's funny because Cooper's making coffee, and he's got a cup of coffee. And he asked Stark if she wants something black and black in her. So, because he asked, he asked the doctor. He asked Sam Neil first. I said, Sam, yeah. Whatever. Yep. Uh, the, as soon as I said Sam Neil, I thought Sam Elliott. No, Mijo. not Sam Elliott. Miho. Um, the American original. <laughs> so he's like, uh, did you see Joe Biden or uh, Sam Neil is doing anti-Joe Biden commercials? Uh-uh. And it's fucking hilarious. Because okay. he's pretty much. I mean, he literally is pretty much like. Joe Biden's a pussy, <laughs> dude, and it's fucking Sam Elliott. And he's like, Joe Biden. Oh, it's total like stereotypical like conservative right. Like he's mm-hmm. like, Joe Biden wants to give free health care to illegal immigrants. Is this the man you want running the country? He wants to take away your guns. Joe Biden wants to let, and it's all about immigrants. Joe Biden wants to let illegal immigrants go to college for free. Is this the man you want running the country? Joe Biden, wrong for America. <laughs> Coors Light, an American original. I just thought it was funny that they're using, like, who's the most patriotic sounding guy we can get? Let's get Sam Elliott. He sounds like a badass. It's the same thing Texas. with, with uh, what's his name, talking to the chair. Uh, uh, Dirty Harry. Fuck. Clint uh, Eastwood? Yeah. Doing the whole chair thing. Uh, like, anti-Obama or whatever. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, he was talking to the chair. You feel lucky, punk? Well, do you? (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna vote for this guy? (laughs) But yes, he he says to, you know, he says to the doctor first, to Weir, right? Isn't that the doctor's name? Yes. He's like, hey, do you want some coffee? Right. And he weirdly says no. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. And that's when he goes over to the chick. He's like, how about you, Stark? You want some black in you? You want some hot and black in you? Yeah. She was like, no. He's like, what about some coffee? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, you sorry sack of shit. That was funny. So then uh, Peters is watching the video of her son on her iPad or whatever Mm. it is. Apparently... Apple is still a thing in the future. God damn it. <laughs> Macintosh. Macintosh. But uh, she watched a video of her son rolling around and talking about mama, mama. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's in a wheelchair. I am i don't know for sure, but I'm remembering it because you're saying it. Like, I can see it in my head, but, but only because you're saying it. Gotcha. I'm not totally sure if he is or not. I just know when she sees him later, his legs are all fucked up. And they're they're like little... They're like the little, uh, like on uh, Don't Be a Menace. Right. <laughs> They're definitely that. <laughs> MC Hammer. <laughs> uh, What's your dream? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. You are funny. Uh, now, do we have a problem? <laughs> so, anyway, um, so then the captain comes in, badass uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Morpheus. Yep, and he's kind of taking command of everything. And he's talking to Peters about her kid, and he's like, I'm really sorry. You know, I know we're supposed to be on leave or whatever. And she's like, yeah, it's okay. I talked to my ex. She's gonna, he's going to take him, and it'll be all right. So, um, whatever. So then he's introducing everyone. This is uh, Smith. This is uh, uh, Sachs. What's her, why do I keep forgetting her name? Is Sarks or Starks? Starks. 
And this is Starks. This is DJ. And uh, also starring Kathleen Quinlan <laughs> as Peters. It's just so freaking weird. I can't get over that on the back of the VHS. Anyway, he introduces everybody. And then um, uh, then Sam Neal is like... What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, because they all should be on well-deserved leave. Just like on... Da, 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 ghost ship. Ghost ship. So um, Sam Neal gets up and he's like, I'm just really happy to be here. And then Lawrence Fishman's like, we're not. We're not happy to be here at all. We're supposed to be on leave. So why don't you just cut the shit and tell us why we're here. So then he explains why they're there. He's like... Um, you guys are the best damn salvage crew out yeah, of the front. No, right? <laughs> it's he almost goes, the same He thing. goes, uh, we found the event horizon. And as soon as he says that, there's a collective sigh. He's like, are you fucking serious? You pulled us out here for this shit? I think Sean Pertry even says that. Like, what the fuck? So then everybody gets up like, what the fuck? Yeah, like and, this? There's no yeah, way. No, fuck, Fish no, fuck like, Sit no. the fuck down. There's no way. He's like, so, look, at least listen to him and see right. what he has to so say. So Samuel's saying that what they told the public about the event horizon was totally a lie and it was a top secret thing and it was made to go faster than light and um, the ship was trying to achieve faster than light travel by cutting through dimensional portals and shit so that's when Stark's like yeah the laws of physics say that's impossible he's like well it doesn't really go faster than light I built this gravity drive that bends space time and he grabs a a nudie poster the, the centerfold from uh, Smith's bunk and when he pokes the hole in it with the pen Smith's like oh <laughs> but he folds it in half to explain how wormholes work he's like we got a hole here and a hole here we put the we bend it in half and then we put the pen through like the ship and that's how the ship works because he says the the beginning and the end touch right so they're in the same space right at same the same time, time. Mm-hmm. and uh he was like get the champagne glass and the motherfucking condom y'all about to feel this <laughs> same place at the same so motherfucking same motherfuckers time. in the same place at the same motherfucking time it ain't nothing but a gangster party <laughs> picture perfect i, I paint, paint a perfect, perfect picture, picture. <laughs> my intent is to get richer with the s and double op dog my fucking homie you is cold ass nigga on the mark show sure enough <laughs> I got, I got my, my hand on my gun because it got, got me on the run. run. Now I'm back in the courtroom We're waiting, waiting on, on the outcome. Out. Free Tupac is on the time of niggas' mind. But at the same time, I see they tried to get mine. Oh, shit. I got that shit. I see. I put together a million marks plus some gangster shit. Gangster <laughs> um, So um, he's like, yeah, I made this groovy gravity drive that may or may not be a portal to hell. Um, it disappeared seven years ago and then it just reappeared. So, and they received a transmission. And um, there's a lots of garbled screaming and somebody speaking in Latin. And luckily, DJ speaks Latin. So, it's the same thing with knowing where the Antonio Graza is. Exactly. It's exactly the same. Um, so, then um, he's saying that the one piece of speech in latin that they could actually hear he's saying save, save me. yourself no oh. he, he thinks in the beginning though it says save me um so we're we're tells them that he built the gravity drive and then they do a rough drop into neptune's orbit where everybody's kind of jumping around and shaking and stuff's really kind of 
jumping around in the ship because they're going into the atmosphere, which is like where the ship's at. So then um, no one's answering the radio. This is familiar. Hailing. They're hailing the um, And then get this. They're right on top of the ship before they see it, and they almost hit it. And they have to put full reverse. So it's the same thing. Uh, and look, they're laughing. Remember, they're like, oh, never been on a ship before, huh? It's not the same as flying by on yeah, a Yeah, exactly. It's and that they're, same they're banter. Fun of Sam Neill, yep. It's the same banter. Yep. So it's just like Ghost Ship. I actually wrote that down. So then they dock. And um, everything... he says he's like because what he says is he's like grab onto that 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 uh, that antenna right there. Clip oh yeah, and he's it. like, wait, that's not a load bearing crunch. <laughs> it is now. And no the thing, him. so the thing that kind of makes me, you know, kind of grinds my gears. Uh, you know, really grinds my gears. So he's really, really. So uh, Weir is like, that's my ship. That's my ship. Don't right, don't right. don't don't hurt my ship. Don't right. hurt my ship. Like. Well, the fuck, we got to get on the ship. Like, where else are we supposed to do it? Right. Kiss my ass. (laughs) So everything seems okay on the ship. They're doing, like, readings on it and stuff. There's no gravity. Mm -hmm. And there's really no life signs, but there are life signs coming from everywhere, which is weird. So they dock the ships together, and I put... (laughs) They pull out their big ship dick... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and dock onto the other one. Because <laughs> it, it was coming out. Yeah. Did that big old long round cylinder thing just came out of the... Oh, yes. That's what I was saying. Their big ship dick came out <laughs> and plugged into the event horizon so they could walk across. So then um, Captain Miller, the baby bear, Justin guy, and Peter's go on board first to see if it's and safe this is the same thing yep. where sam neil's like i need to be on that ship and he goes you can be on the ship when we know it's safe just like jack ferryman oh they didn't let me go so it's so if you have to think so if you think about it they um so they they pointed out or whatever that um what's the captain's name captain miller, miller um didn't want him didn't like people he didn't know on a ship yeah just so, like not on my ship exactly it's it's the same it's that same thing right this is fast and furious and point break oh my god same movie just surfing and driving cars Letty. that is it <laughs> right so um ice crystals and stuff are floating around everywhere in the ship right and then they see that the big hallway thing has explosives in it mm-hmm. and they're like what the hell is this and he goes, that's a fail-safe. If we need to, we can blow that back part of the ship mm-hmm. and use the front part of the ship as a life raft, kind of like a lifeboat yes. to escape. So like, oh, okay. So then they go back. Foreshadowing. And, yep. They go into, Miller goes into medical. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's nothing in medical. He's like, this place is a tomb. A tomb. Over dramatic much. So then a glove comes about floating say, across. Gravity, gravity's not st- they yeah. haven't sustained gravity the in there. Glove comes floating across and touches him, and he's like, <laughs> and they were all kind of laughing at him. What happened? What happened? I'll be fine. So then Justin goes to engineering, and this is where we get our first look at the I called it the crazy funhouse meat grinder. The core. Right? It's the core. It's like a big round thing with a bunch of little round things on it with a couple of other round things around it and it all turns like one of those what are they called? Gyrospheres. Gyrospheres, exactly. And when they all line up is when the gateway opens. So it's so that and then just the 
for one, why the fuck would the core look like that? Just because it's cool looking. So so it's that, and then why is it all pointy? Like yeah, this this shit looks like it's very it's very Hellraiser ish. Very 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 Hellraiser ish for sure. And the thing was, um, I was reading some stuff on the internet that said that core was just a giant puzzle box. Right. That's no, they all were it was. no. They were saying they were saying the actual ship was a giant puzzle was a box. Bo- yeah. yeah, they were saying that was the you know the thing because uh, they said desire is what um, made the puzzle box. Yes, shit absolutely. Like that. So that's bad. What what are the actual puzzle boxes called? What are their names? The Cenobites. They, no, no, no. That's what came. That's what Pinhead is. Yeah. No, but the what is the actual box called? Oh, the Chinese mystery box or whatever. Um, because like they, in real life, or no, 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 in the movie. Oh, I don't remember. Well, actually, it was just a puzzle box, wasn't it? No, they well, they're called something. Let's oh, see, I'm googling. Go ahead that. and do that. So anyway, um, so then uh, Peters is on the bridge, and there's blood everywhere. Uh, so it's called a Lemarchin box. Okay. Lee Marchin box is a puzzle. A Lee Marvin box. So. It's called a Lee Marvin box. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dirty dozen. No, Delta um, Force. But yeah, Lee Marchand's box. Yeah, oh. That's what it looks like. Oh shit! Where does it say that? Like right here. Uh, it does say Lee Marchand's. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I must have missed that somewhere. It says that opens doors to hell, to so hell. possibly to paradise, but it's never seen. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So, um, there's blood all over the windows and shit in the, I mean, not just blood. It literally looks like somebody exploded Cobwebs against the shit. wall. Yeah. Like, but they, but you don't also very Hellraiser-ish and very alien-like. Very, very alien-like. So with that, but Some you HR only, Giger stuff you only there. see it when the lightning flashes though. Right. Because you don't see yes. it. Yes. It's like, you see it and it's like, holy shit. Absolutely. Badassness. So then there's cooling everywhere in engineering where... Justin's at it's kind of floating around mm-hmm. in these big Blobs. lava lamp bubble things so then um, Peters is going to check the ship log and that's where the CD is stuck which I think it's funny it's a CD and then she sees the body from the beginning of the movie it doesn't have any eyes and she freaks out oh my god so and it's skin is all like chewed up and nasty looking mm-hmm. very like Hellraiser mm-hmm. so then um Justin's in engineering and he's scanning for life forms. And then that's when we get the first look at the Hellraiser ball, uh, the gravity drive. <laughs> so um, then Weir's very proud of it, you know, because he made it and all that shit. So then the drive actually, um, Justin's comm goes out and um, his camera mm-hmm. thing goes out and they can't see him anymore. And that's when the drive opens. And it's all liquidy looking like Stargate. Right, and then definitely he, he Stargate. He like sticks his fingers in it and then his hand. And he gets pulled. Well, he sticks two fingers in. He's kind of moving them. Then he has four <laughs> fingers. <laughs> and then he's got his whole hand. He said, two in the pink, one yeah, in the stink. And then the drive was like, yeah, tight, huh? Mm. Anyway, so mm. then he gets pulled all the way in through the goo. And he gets sucked in. And then Cooper's like, I got it. I'm going to go rescue him. So he's like, jamming over there. Look, almost the same way she's crossing that fucking thing to, to save the yes, ship. Yes, the zip line type shit. Yep. So Cooper to the rescue because that's kind of his job. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have... Res- he's the rescue guy. He really doesn't have a title. <laughs> right, because in the beginning job. he was like, what the hell do you even do on this ship? 
everything. Yeah, right. So then every start, everything starts uh, blowing up. Now when the drive activates, like their panels on the ship blow up. Mm-hmm. Everything's blowing up. People are getting thrown everywhere. The hull gets breached on the Lewis and Clark. Hmm. There's a big explosion. Now the ship is disabled. Right. Now we're on this ship right. together. So then Cooper grabs Justin and everyone evacuates to the event horizon because they have to. Just mm. like on Ghost Ship. Um, and then um, they turn on the gravity and the power. So then Cooper's sitting there with Justin and when the gravity comes on, they just on get blo- that- they just fucking get covered in that coolant shit that was floating around. Mm-hmm. So then, um, and then everything falls. They show everything kind of falling to the floor and everything kind of dramatically. And then they realize they have twenty hours to fix the other ship before they run out of air. Three days until we hit Three those days. rocks. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then um, they've got Justin in medical, baby bear. He's in medical. Because he's all fucked up from being on the other side. So then Cooper's talking to Weir about what happened. And he's trying to tell everybody that the gateway opened. And there was all kinds of weird shit going on. And this is the first time Weir's like, well, that's impossible. Right. There's no way the gateway opened. Because gravity wasn't on. Gravity wasn't on, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, That's the only way it opens. And he's like, I know what I saw. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you're wrong. And then... He tries to... So he tries to... um, write it off as uh what is it space hysteria or some shit like that some made-up shit that you can do because it's a space movie Uh, look so just from (coughs) from this point i'm like are you fucking kidding me so right so right so you're so what you're telling me is no way i didn't see what i saw and you know what i saw because you were there and there's no way that that could have happened no motherfucker yeah so then yeah captain weir's or captain miller's like okay i believe that he saw something mm-hmm. so then um the core can make a black hole they find out that's what it does mm-hmm. and they're like oh shit that's that's great the most destructive force in the universe and you've got a thing in the bowels of the ship that can make one that's awesome so then, uh, baby bear Justin. And look, he kind of like when they when they figured that out, he kind of smirks and it's kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of oh, did me. that. Uh. And then they were like, "There's a chance that Justin went wherever the ship had gone and then came back." Where did that go? And the, yeah, the captain's like, "Where is it going?" He's like, "Oh, I, don't know. I just made the thing. What the fuck? I was given this world. I didn't make it." <laughs> so then, uh. The captain says it's off limit. Nobody's supposed to go near the core or anything like that. And he's like, we're here to study this or save it. And he's like, no, I don't want anybody near that thing. And that's when we're staring at it. Mm -hmm. And you can see in his little pupil, the lights come on. And they go all the way around his eye. I think that's the minute that the ship takes a hold of Weir. Yeah. Because so even beforehand, he's obsessed. Yeah, I even put in my notes, uh, the core is calling to Weir. So then we're back to Peter's in medical with Justin, and she thinks someone's in there with them. Mm-hmm. So she grabs, like, the bone saw or whatever. The bone, bone saw's right. So then there's, like, this weird tent thing. I'm assuming it's for, like, quarantining or something, and there's mm-hmm. something in the tent. And then she rips it away, and it's her kid, and he's all fucked up, and his legs are messed up, and he looks like dude from don't be a menace (laughs) and then he's not there anymore 
So the ship is starting to fuck with everybody mm-hmm. now because the core has been on and everything. So then um, they're watching the Oh, log. wait, wait. We forgot to say once gravity hit, the guy floating falls. Remember, because he's all crystal. Oh, and he just broke into pieces. So, you right? know, what that's the same part as fucking when they open up the hatch and all the dead people come. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, Something yep, similar yep, to. It is similar to that. So then um, they're actually watching the log. Um and it's got the captain talking about everyone. He's like, we're about to engage the gra- gravity drive. And then all the crew members are all happy and excited. He's like, I just want to say this is a great crew. Love that guy. Love that guy. Love that guy. That guy sucks. Love that guy. <laughs> you're cool. You're cool. And you then suck. the guy he was said sucks is the uh, the at, little short Afro guy from the Warriors. He's like, we're going to get you, Warriors. <laughs> like, and we only brought him because he's got all the newspaper clippings about the ship. Because that's what we do. <laughs> so then... Um, Orphans. Yeah, it's totally a setup. Everybody's all happy. Like, all these people are yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So then they realize the core is draining the batteries in the ship. And um, so Sam Neal's like, I'm going to go inside the ship and check out the battery core stuff. So then he goes inside the big um, cube-looking thing mm-hmm. with the long square hallways. A very 2001, a Space Odyssey-ish, it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff in this movie is very similar to other things. Cause, and this is where What's-His-Name goes with him. Um it's, Miller. Yeah, Miller goes in there with him, but then all of he a sudden... Stays, he's outside yeah, still. Yeah, he's in there by himself. And then Justin freaks out in medical, mm-hmm. and he starts having like that seizure. He's thing. coming! He's coming! Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And he's like, "The dark, Pinhead. I mean, the dark." <laughs> so then, um, the lights start going on and off inside where Weir's at, mm-hmm. and then the lights go off all the way, and he's like, "Oh man, what's going on?" And when they come back on, his eyeless wife is still naked, and she's like this two inches from his face. And she's like, we're going to be together forever. 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 It's like, whoa. And by the t- so when he's having that panic attack, Miller's outside with the flame on guy. Yes. So the, the captain is in the core. <laughs> he's in the core. And then there's fire everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the guy on fire. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Which is uh, Burning Man Edward Cormac. Edward Cork, Burning Man. And he's like... Uh, <laughs> he's like, I'll trade you some bracelets for a t-shirt. <laughs> We're going to do this with no water, I promise you. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so then he's like, what's up, Cap? So he's like freaking out. So then everyone's talking about the hallucinations now which is this is a good thing mm. the crew's coming together and they're actually communicating what's going on because usually the in these girls right well because usually in this type of movie she was coming on to me you know uh, this it's like is she was same, coming on to me it's the same same breakdown I, I swear to god that that burning man wanted to fuck me <laughs> but anyway um he wanted to give me his usher and let it burn oh my god for <laughs> sure so um Usually in these movies, people keep their hallucinations to themselves. Mm-hmm. These guys are actually talking about it, which is good that they can communicate. So the crew's losing their shit. And then um, Stark tells Miller that she has a theory. And her theory is that the ship is out to get them. 
Um, it brought something back with it, and now whatever it is is fucking with everybody. So he says, are you telling me... So what you're telling me is that the ship is alive. Right. And she goes, it doesn't sound right, but it's the only thing that makes sense for what's happening. And then he's like, get the, he's pretty much like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, get the fuck out of my face. So the boo. so when everybody... He goes, get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. <laughs> so when everybody's telling, you know, saying, this is what I think, this is what I think, what pisses me off again is... Weir disregards it as yes, everybody's just space sick, paranoid, or you know whatever. Right. What like he had an explanation for everything, but it was an explanation that made absolutely no sense. Look, and even those people that didn't understand the science of it knew it was bullshit. Look, and it to be honest, it it grinded my gears. You know, really grinds to, my gears. It, it burned my buttons. Right, I'm trying to tell you, chaps so, um, my hide. Now Peters is back in medical. <laughs> And Justin's gone. Baby Bear's gone. He's not on the table anymore. No, no, no. So, so, so this is this is a cool thing. So she walks by. He's there. She walks. She's pacing. And yeah, and then he's gone. She, like she that paces quick. like three times because right. you see him. You don't. You see him. Yes. You see him. And then when she comes back, you don't see him. You don't see him. You're like, holy you're like, shit! What oh no! Quick, big oh, slim no. dog. <laughs> <laughs> back up in the he's a baby. baby. He's so crazy. <laughs> so then uh, Peters freaks out because he's gone. And then there's something now banging on the ship. Right. And everybody's like, what the fuck is that? And then all of a sudden, Justin's in the airlock. And he's going to open the door. Wait. So as there, as the banging's happening, bang, 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 yeah. bang. Weir is getting all fucked up. Right. And he's like, I'm... Go open the door. Remember, yeah, yeah. He tries to go open oh, the door. Oh, you're right. Yes. Because that's what happened. He was going to try and open the door, too. Because whatever was banging, he yeah. was like, because he's in trance, because he's sitting in the captain's right. seat. He's like, someone's at the door. And look, and it's one of those things where, like, what I took away from it is him sitting in the captain's seat is like, this is my ship. Yeah. I'm the captain of this ship now. <laughs> I knew you were going there. I was totally thinking that. But that's See what it, it is. <laughs> but he's sitting like because he's sitting in what you know that weird ass captain chair. I whatever. love that hanging captain chair, by the way. I think that's the one. Really well, cool. that's the one of the Lewis and Clark. Oh, that's right. The dangly one's the one of the Lewis yeah. and Clark. But that, so but that was totally cool. But again, he's sitting in the he's sitting in that captain chair, and he has that weird look like, right? I'm gonna go, and then um, Stark stops him if I'm not mistaken. Um. Either was it Stark or Miller that stopped him? I think one of the girls stopped oh, him. Oh, I must have been mistaken. okay. Because she like pushes him to the side and he right. kind of like shakes like, it oh, off. What's and going on? Fuck. And then even then they're like, "What was banging?" He's like, "I don't know. What are you talking about?" Right. Talking about. Like that's like this whole movie pissed me off because I'm right. like this fucking guy. Sam Neill, he's such a weasley little bastard. Yeah, the whole time. So then, um, that's when Justin is. Justin's in the thing, and then he's like, "The dark shows you things." So then they called, oh, because Miller was outside the ship. Because they were with, trying to, with, the two other guys. With um, what's-his-face, Cooper uh, and uh, DJ, or Smith, with Smith, I yes. think. So um, he's like, they they radio him, and they're like, dude, he's about to open the airlock, and we can't open the door because he's already initiated the open, so we can't open both of them. So he's like, I'm going to come get him. So now, as the door's opening, he starts to wake up, and now he's coherent. He's like, what's going on? Where am I? Oh, shit. So the door's opening, and this is when Miller's coming really quick, and he's like, 
I want you to close your eyes, let all the breath out of your lungs, and roll up into, into a ball. A ball. Mm-hmm. Cause he's trying to keep him from exploding pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets ejected out of the airlock and his eye there's like blood just coming out of his eyes. And you kind of expect it to be like Arnold on a Total, <laughs> Total Recall. Recall. Ah! Oh, <laughs> so Miller grabs him just in time and slams him back inside and they shut the door and then he's decompressing, but he's all fucked up and they're taking him back to medical. And he's like, they're like, he's going to live. He won't be pretty, but he's right. going to live, you know? Because he's fucked up. He's right. all cut up and shit. Right. So then I put, the ship is talking to Weir. Because mm. Weir's like getting all this shit in his head from the ship. And um, they're trying to figure out what's going on. But Weir, again, is just in denial. He's defending the ship. You guys are crazy. That's not what's happening. This is impossible, blah, blah, blah. But now I think he knows. Though, right. Now he's just lying. Mm-hmm. Other than trying to be in denial, he's just lying. So now there's a voice in the hallway and it's that guy it's he's Miller. yelling yeah Miller well it's the guy yelling don't leave me mm-hmm. it's the guy that died on Miller's watch right and the captain's now getting visions and of the of like hell mm-hmm. and the voices the uh, the crew member he lost the dude that was on fire and he's telling DJ he's like the ship knows things no so wait he stops and he tells himself <clears throat> Oh yeah, this it's isn't not real. real. It's not real. It's this not isn't real because because in that moment he hear he stops hearing the voice. Right. So that's when he goes. That's when uh, him and he's sitting now with DJ and yeah. he's like the ship knows things, and he tells him the story he's about like how the guy, never told anybody. the guy was stuck, mm-hmm. and the rest of them got off, but he was stuck in anti gravity with the fire, and he said he kept rolling over. Yeah, and DJ and is him. like, "What did you do?" He goes, "I did the only thing I could do." I shut the door and I left him in there so we could get away. And he said, he, so because he the, goes, the crazy thing is. I've known you is, a long time and I've never heard the story. He goes, I've never told anyone. I never told anybody. He goes, that's the thing. This ship knows things about us. So with 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 them telling the story, you can see that, you can see the pain in his face. But at the same time, right. he was so enthralled with the fire. Because yes. he says it was beautiful. And it's like, you ever seen fire in anti-gravity? It's beautiful. He's like, and it just kept rolling. He's like, I couldn't do anything. Right. He, I think, I, I think he was stuck in shock at the same time. He, you, you don't. Describe, there was no saving him. You don't describe a person burning as beautiful. Right. You know. So well, then DJ tells him, well, this might not be the best time to tell you this, but I messed up the translation in the distress signal. He goes, I thought it said save me, but it actually says save yourself from hell right but he's like so i heard you know I, I got to hear it a little more and yeah he's like look in this part it says save and then you know then he plays the rest of yeah, it yeah and he's like from hell yourself save yourself from hell from hell I was like, oh, so that's shit. when you realize oh shit the ship went to hell and now it's back mm-hmm. so now um the lewis and clark here we go the Lewis and Clark is just about patched up and fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to plug like one more hole because they do the test and there's, oh, there's one more. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when Cooper's like, I got this. Just give me two minutes. I'll have it patched up. I'm like, all right, we're getting the fuck out of here. I didn't realize that was you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my foot just touched jazz. Yeah, that was, that was creepy. It scared us both. Like, and oh, we, shit. We did that bro thing. Like, whoa. <gasps> 
Sorry. Fag. I'm fag. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. <laughs> but yes, he says it's pretty much the same thing that happens in Ghost Ship. He's like, look, give me two minutes. Right. And yep. I'm going to get my tools. Yep. And I'll, and I'll be in there. Years. And we're going to be good. So meanwhile, they got the log to work. The actual physical visual right. log. And um, people losing their crazy shit. scene of carnage and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit going on on the ship and people attacking each other. And I got to read this. I wrote on my notes. It looks like one guy was getting fucked up his ass. Yes, it did. <laughs> Didn't it? And he, he like bent like, over. He was like shit? bent over the console. And there was somebody behind him. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> he had a ball gag in his mouth. I don't, uh, I don't know. He like, shit. He was like, get the imp. The, the dude had a blowtorch. Get, get the gimp. Um, He's sleep. He's sleep. Wake him up. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the part where um, Sam Neill's like, don't do this. And he's like, we're getting off the ship. And he goes, we can't just leave the ship behind. And Miller's like, oh, I'm not. We're going to get to Lewis and Clark to a safe orbit. And I'm going to bomb the shit out of it. So I'm satisfied that it's gone. It's decimated. And he's like, fuck this ship. So and right when he says that, go ahead. No, 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 no. Oh, right when he says "fuck this ship," all the lights start going cocoon, 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 and turning off like down the hallway, like they were when Sam Neil was in that green thing. Mm-hmm. And and I put, um, f- uh, I put, oh shit, the ship hurt him. <laughs> right. It is definitely that. Like, oh no. So that's when Sam Neil's like, "You can't leave. She won't let you." And you see at this time, Weir has totally lost his mind. It's the same and thing with goes, the girl. He goes, I'm just trying to get everybody home. This, this and ship he goes, won't let you. Yeah, exactly, little girl. <laughs> and then Weir goes, I am home. And you're like, oh, fuck. You're like, oh, fuck. So oh, I put this next fuck. scene is entitled, Peters is Fucked. So they're trying to grab the... Ox- the rest of the oxygen thing, mm-hmm. so they have air on the way home, mm-hmm. and it's her and Smith. Because remember, they say so. What happens is, um, like in Ghost Ship. Oh, sorry, Captain Spaulding. That's right. Um, so, like in Ghost Ship, they they had to take all the stuff on to the ship to right. fix the ship, right? Yep. So it's the same thing they had to do with air. They said we don't have. They were grabbing all those air tubes out mm-hmm. of the little things. Because they, remember, she's grabbing them. Empty. She's like, we need twenty of them. Scratch we need twenty of them. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. It was yeah. twenty-five because the last one she grabs it. And that's when she starts to go, and then she sees her son. Right. And then she He's starts running. to go, and then she stops again, and mm-hmm. you're like, no, keep going. Don't, no bitch, no bitch, no bitch, no. And she drops all the little tank things, and she's chasing her son. Mm-hmm. And then she goes up, and he's standing there, and she runs over because she's going to hug him, and she falls down a big shaft and dies. Does the same shit that Greer did. Except we didn't get any ghost titties. Right. Those funky titties. So... And that in that moment you're like, oh, but right. she's but she was fucked, you know, the oh, first yeah. time she saw her kid. Yes. So then Weir finds her mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh shit, Peters. And then he sees his wife. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why his wife can't wear any clothes, but 
you get the whole story at this point that she committed suicide and he's seeing the flashback of her doing it and he's trying to talk to her Mm -hmm. but she can't hear him because he's just in the flashback and he's like i'm sorry i let my work consume me and i wasn't there for you when you needed me and blah blah blah. and she's drawing a bath and she's putting makeup on then she takes her robe off and gets in the bath and slits her wrists she goes across the stream not up it she goes yeah she goes she goes across the street, not down the road, which is not how you commit suicide. Right. They say you got to go down the road, not across. That's right. Mm-hmm. So then she's standing up, and she's all no eyes again, mm-hmm. and she's all bloody, and he's on his knees, and there's like a big old I'm about to say, close he's, up. He's like on her nipple. <laughs> right, exactly. He's yeah. He's weird. on her teat. Yeah. So then um, this is where she goes, I have such wonderful things to show you. Hellraiser. Where have we heard this before? Hellraiser. Yeah, it's so Hellraiser-ish. Paradise. So then um, she starts gouging out his eyes. He's like, ah! Well, then they cut to where he's really at. He's right by the core on his Grabbing knees, his own. And he's gouging out his own eyes. Mm-hmm. So now Cooper is done patching up the ship. And um, they realize one of the explosives is missing from the hallway. Weir took it. Mm-hmm. So... Miller contacts Smith. He's like, get out of there. Because Smith sees Weir walking back to the event horizon. He's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And he just leaves. And then Miller's like, one of the explosives is missing. And I think Weir took it. He's like, oh, shit. Weir was just here. And he goes, get off the ship now. And he's like, we just put her back together. He's like, no, there's no way I'm getting back on that ship. because Yeah, because he was the number one advocate of, I don't want anything to do with this fucking ship. So I think we we missed the time where they... Smith and Weir fought. Where they got into it. Yes. So we, because remember, he's like, cool off, go back to the fucking ship. Exactly. I forgot, we forgot about that. Right. So anyway, he's tearing the thing apart, looking Mm -hmm. for the explosive. And when he finally finds it, it's on five, four, three. And he like... Puts his head down because he knows he's done. He knows he's going to die. Yeah. So then Smith blows up with the ship. Cooper gets launched into space. Mm -hmm. Santos blows up with the ship. Greer (laughs) gets launched into the water. You get that? (laughs) Yep. So then Cooper blow. Cooper's floating away like on a piece of the ship, and he's like, "Why this shit always got to happen to me?" The funny thing is, like, even if you said that and that didn't happen in the movie. I'd be like, yeah. It really but happened. It ha- really happens in the movie. I, like, I gotta. I gotta. Happen? Okay, I'm gonna pause for a second. All right. I gotta ask you this. You gotta ask. Okay. As a black man. Black man. Mm-hmm. Does this type of African American stereotypical comedy in movies like this offend you? Because <laughs> this is the the stereotypical like. Why this shit always gotta be happening to me? Nah, and then like when he's blowing his air tanks, he's like motherfucker, I'm coming back, motherfucker. To be honest, they would have never done that with a white actor. You know what I'm saying? The funny thing is, I'm not is, trying to start any no, shit no, no, here. No, I'm no, just, no, 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 I'm no. honestly curious. In in that moment, from that perspective, like if the, if you ever watch, like oh fuck, here we go again. That look, that's my that's my my first thought in this. I'm just trying to be here. Why does shit got to right. happen to me? It's just like, remember in uh, 13 Ghosts, mm-hmm. they had the, the black maid. Mm-hmm. Rod Digger. And she just, yeah, she just bitched the whole time. Hey, crazy <laughs> ass white people, what's wrong with you? Can't believe I'm in here doing this shit. No, but look. <laughs> fucking ghosts. <laughs> no, fucking ghosts. But funny thing is, that's Rod Digger. She's a rapper. Oh, I didn't Flip, know that. From Flipmo Squad. Oh, I did not know so, that. So anytime you've ever heard a girl rapping with Busta uh, Rhymes, yeah, yeah. that's her. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Rod Digger. 
So get this. Remember um, Ann Esther mm-hmm. from Sanford and Son? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Do you remember the actress's name? I, no. Fuck. Well, anyway, okay. So there's a movie called Mausoleum that came out in 1980, 81, mm-hmm. about a woman that gets uh, possessed from her family crypt, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ann Esther is their maid. Gotcha. And she's in the beginning of the movie, and she's like, oh, hi. And she's but your stereotypical, like, black servant maid, like, mm-hmm. how you doing, Miss Johnson? You doing okay today? I was just here doing my thing. But but it's Ann Esther. That's the way she talked. Right, right, right. If you guys don't know, it's she was a comedian in mm-hmm. the back in the Red Fox era. And for the time period, which was like the 40s and 50s, right. her stand-up, I don't know if you ever listened to it, mm-hmm. was absolutely filthy. Like, I could not believe, like, I'm like, this is from the, like, the 50s? Like, holy shit. Dude, she's talking about how good her pers- her pussy is, mm. and everybody, you know, I'm like, oh my God, mm. what the hell's is going that, on? She's talking about that pussy Pauline? That- yes. Oh. <clears throat> so then, she shows back up to clean, but the lady's all possessed and, like, acting all, and she's like, oh no, and then she goes downstairs, and she starts picking up her stuff, she's like... I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Like, literally, that's what she's saying. She goes, I ain't seen any crazy shit like this since I've been black. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, totally like, you expect her to be like, mammy, mammy, baby. Like, (laughs) it was totally like that. But she was the only smart one in the whole movie. She packed up her shit and got out. Everybody else was like, I'm going to go on. Like, typical white people in a horror movie. I'm going to go into the house and investigate. Whoa, you look pretty crazy, lady. What's going on with you? Oh, God, I'm dead. <laughs> look, so the funny thing is, if you really, really think about it, if you think about the stereotypical black person uh-huh. in, in, in a scary movie, right? Right. Why do they die first? Because they want to get the fuck out. Exactly. You're right. They're all, exactly. Even in uh, in Ghost Ship, uh-huh. Greer was the one going, we need to fucking call the Coast Guard. And nobody listened to him. Look, the... the <laughs> I was I was still a little I was still a little upset, but I was like, okay, he died second, you know. Right. Santos dies right. first, but I'm half Mexican they too. Kill you, so you I'm to say, look, I couldn't win. I'm That's like, funny. but at least I can say. Black I feel like first. in horror movies now they've because of that stereotype, mm-hmm. they've gone out of their way mm-hmm. to make sure that if they number one they don't kill the black person off if they don't have to mm-hmm. and if they do he doesn't die first mm-hmm. you know because that was always like gotta kill him because that first. became a joke in the movies for mm-hmm. a while the black guy'd be like i've seen these movies i don't want to be in a situation like this we always get killed first mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i like, think the the first one that i could think of that the black person did not die deep lucy no oh because sam jack dies first Sam Jackson oh, I was talking about like, LL Cool J, though, made it out. No, it's actually Brandy on I Know What You Did Last You're Summer. You're right. That was the second one. I still know what you did last summer. Uh, Yeah, or it was the one where they're on the island, where they win the... Oh, actually, that might have been the third one. Yeah. I'll always know what you did last summer. I don't fucking That's know. the one it was. It but was uh, I think Makai Five was her t- boyfriend. You can take my word for it. It was I'll always know what you did last summer. Gotcha. So, there, so that one. And then... Uh, Freddie versus Jason, uh, Michelle. I mean, not Michelle. Kelly Rowland got Kelly. fucked up. In oh, that at the movie. end. No, she she, she lived she, though. No, she did not. No, she did not. She got brutally fucking killed. Because so because so she's making, she's at the dock though, right? Did she die? Yeah, the dock? she's making fun of Freddie. She's like, Jason got that big old 
machete and you just got these little old claws. She goes, you're not even scary. And Freddy like starts smiling. Right. Oh, and then he, t- and then he then, has that demonic face. And then look. he's got his, his glove mm-hmm. and he points three times, but I always hear in my head the dink, dink, dink. Mm-hmm. And she turns around and Jason's behind her oh, and, sh- and just whacks her and brutally throws her into a tree and kills her. Okay. So there was... She's th- done. Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Halloween H2O? That was also LL. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also... That was LL made it out. Oh, Busta. Busta Rhymes. There Busta. That's what I was saying. Um, Halloween Resurrection. No, that was Halloween Resurrection. LL was an H2O. There we go. But they both made it out. Yes. LL made it out of uh, Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, you can't kill LL Cool J. Right, right, right. The one you're leaving out, though, is... Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Oh, Tay Diggs yeah. made it out of that movie because the man at the end, the ghost thing's coming from, and he's like, "I was adopted." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a cool twist. So yeah, they've gone out of the way now. I think to mm-hmm. undo that stereotype, which I think is cool. And the, and you have to think all those movies are typically around the same time, same time era, frame, late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It is, but definitely. they did, dude. Man, they did Sam Jackson dirty in that fucking TV right away. Scene. You don't even oh see it God. coming. You're like, holy shit! You dude, forget he's in the movie. I had to fucking rewind that scene and rewatch it like four times. I was like, oh my god, the shark! Because they grab him, then he rip him, and he's gone. sick of these motherfucking sharks. His <laughs> motherfucking movie. <laughs> but those, to be honest. Those are the only. Those are the ones that kind of stick out the most. Yeah. that I can. That was a cool thing I wanted to dip into just a little bit because mm-hmm. I like um, the diversity of our program. Mm-hmm. You know, Damn I right. want to do some cool. Uh, when when February comes next year, mm-hmm. I got all kinds of plans. I want to do some Black History Month shit. Like I want to do. I want to watch Blackula. Gotcha. Um, I'd like to do maybe Shaft, some black exploitation movie. Black exploitation. Maybe find some Jim. Jim Kelly shit. Because mm-hmm. you, 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 you don't want to do Fred. You don't like Fred. <laughs> no, Fred Williamson. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Anyway, Jim Lee's the shit, though. Jim Brown. No, Jim Lee. Jim Brown. Or, what? Jim Brown. Oh, Jim Lee's the fucking comic. Yeah. We were talking about yep. Jim Lee. Oh, yep, my that's God. That's why I just kept saying Jim Brown, Jim Brown. You Jim know Brown. what I'm talking about. Yep, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Football from, player. Yeah. Jim Brown. No, from... Uh, no, no. From, Jim Brown. Uh, yeah, from Enter the Dragon. Uh, oh, you're talking about the Kung Fu guy. Yes. Afro. Uh, is his name Jim Lee? It might be Jim Lee. Oh, no. Jim Brown was the guy from Three the Hard Way, huh? Yes. Yes, it was Jim Brown. Who else was in that? It was Fred Williamson, isn't he? I, oh, yeah. Fuck that. And uh, uh, shit. The white guy. Let's see. Hold on. And now you got to look it up. Yep. Three the Hard Way. That was a cool movie. They Did were, you just say that? They were all three. They were all, was, was Fred Williamson a football player? No. I thought they were all three football uh, players. Let's see, hold on. No, I like Three the Hard Way. That was a cool movie. He's Googling it, ladies and gentlemen, while uh, we're working our way through uh, the rest of uh, Event Horizon. We're already planning Jim for... Jim Kelly. Jim is, Kelly, that's his name. He's the yes. white guy. Jim Kelly. But it's is... Jim Kelly, Fred Williamson, Jim Brown. All right. So look, just so you can see. Jim Brown's the bald head guy. Oh, he used I got to play, you, got he used to play yeah, football yeah, yeah. for the Browns, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He won That's a ring. Funny. Nice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, so we're already planning our February programming in the middle of uh, September. Yep. And we even got into Halloween. Yeah, we even got into Halloween. But we're definitely just some Blackula. Yeah. I love that fucking Pam Grews in that movie. Grr. All day long. So anyway, um, so um, 
Cooper blows his air tank to get back to the event horizon. Motherfuckers. <laughs> so then the captain tells DJ to take out Weir when he sees him. Mm-hmm. And Weir grabs like this ice pick type thing and he's like, Oh, don't worry, I got him. And as soon as he turns around, fucking Weir's behind him and kills him. Mm-hmm. And he slaps him up on the table and starts cutting him open. And then we cut to um, Miller can hear him dying over the radio. <coughs> so uh, Miller runs in to see what happened. And DJ is like split open and he's hanging up by his skin from the ceiling. Very, very Hellraiser-ish. He was, so, uh, what, what is that? He was flayed. What is, what is, what are those hooks called? Um, Meat hooks? No, 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 when they're, uh, suspended above. Oh, like suspension. There we go. Suspension hooks almost. Ugh. So now, Captain Miller's pissed, so he goes over to the armory thing and pulls out a big old hell, like fucking Hellboy type gun. And then... He finds Stark on the bridge. Oh, do you know what that gun was? No. That was the that was the gun they were using to patch up the the. Oh, like the nail it, gun. Thing. It said on like the whatever that whatever that compartment was. It said, um, fucking hole fix or something like that. Hole fixer upper. Yeah, whatever nice. whatever that was. Um, it was a, it was to fix what they were doing in outside. Emergency, stick this in your hole. <laughs> so he finds Stark on the bridge. And Weir's there too, and Weir's in the captain's chair, and uh, that's when he turns around and his face his, all cut up. His doesn't have any eyes. But but look, not only he doesn't have any eyes, but They're his eyes are so shut. shut exactly because he had been listening to Alice in Chains. Right, I'm the man <laughs> in the box. So then he goes, "What happened to your eyes?" And he goes, "Where we're going, we don't need eyes." And uh, he's like, we've torn a hole into another dimension of chaos. So then um, while he's talking, Stark comes running out of nowhere with like a fire extinguisher or something. She's going to hit him. And he fucking (laughs) throws her all the way across the room and then shoots out the window. He's got like a... A nail gun or something. That's himself. what he. That's what he had. No, he he took it. So remember. Oh, that's right. So, um, Miller goes over because because Stark is knocked out. Oh, that's right. So, so he got. The, so he remember he walks over. Yeah. He sees her. Right. He puts it down. He gets her to be. You know. He he breaks the. He goes into his oh, he, jacket. He breaks the smelling salt mm-hmm. stuff and wakes so her up. She wakes up, and then when he looks back over, the gun's gone. Yeah, and Weir's got it. There you go. That's <sighs> how he got the gun. I'm leaking. So then, um, so he throws and then he shoots out the window and starts decompressing the whole thing. And, um, Cooper just happened to be at the window when he shot it out. So he ends up hitting Cooper too and knocking him back away. And then, um, Weir gets sucked out of the window into space. And the captain's making his way out of the cabin. He's trying to make it through the door so he can shut it. So he can get out of the thing. Which is bullshit because the vacuum oh of space gosh. would have ripped him out so fast. That he was... time to think about it. All the shows that do that, it's ridiculous. So you, so this is... So for just right off the bat. So Weir gets pulled out and he's in the fucking chair. Right? Yes. How the fuck doesn't Miller get pulled? And he's... So remember, they, they both... He grabs the gate. Yes. Well, and... 
plus and Stark, who is also in there late in a few seconds, right. was unconscious and just laying on the floor. How could she didn't get pulled out? No, 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 no. She no, she was awake because remember he wakes her up. That's how the gun. Get, that's how Weir gets the gun. That's how all this shit happens because the window gets shot. And boom, boom, boom. But what no, happens is she's she had, he threw he had, her. He had knocked her out. Oh shit! He had knocked her out first. That's when he woke her up. And that's when he didn't have any eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's why she came running up behind him. And then he threw her threw against, her against the wall and knocked her out again. Because gotcha. you almost think she's dead. Right. From the way she hit. But she's not. So the captain's trying to make his way out of the cabin. And then he's almost out. And then Stark is like, wait. So he ends up going back in and saving her. Because he puts and the he's thing. got the thing holding the door. Mm-hmm. Like the big metal bar thing holding the door from shutting. And... um he gets them out just as it clamps shut. But that was because he had told DJ earlier, I promised myself. I won't leave anybody. I'll never lose another person. Mm-hmm. So then, um, as soon as they get out, Cooper somehow made his way back into the ship. Right. Even though he blew his air tank and got shot. Look, that's what, <laughs> look, I told you there was some plot holes in this that I was right. like. That was look. That was part of the thirty minutes that was cut out. Okay, <laughs> right. So now they're gonna blow the ship using those things in the middle of mm-hmm. the ship, and then use the lifeboat to get out. Right. Because they think Weir's gone. Weir's right. dead at this point. So um, he decides. Miller decides he's gonna go set the explosives while they stay in there and ready everything to leave. Mm-hmm. And so. This part's pretty cool because he leaves them in there and then that whole compartment starts filling up with blood. Right. Just like the pool mm-hmm. in Ghost Ship. There's blood just going everywhere and they're getting knocked over and then um, um, the... Uh, why can I never remember her name? Starks. Starks is all covered in blood because she gets a wave of blood over her and there's just blood pouring in from everywhere. So then... Um, while Miller's trying to set those bombs, uh, the burning guy is back. Right. He's like, I'm back. So, um, right. So he ends up with the fire. He uses the fire to chase, um, Miller back to the core where Mm -hmm. the gravity thing is, but he's already set all the things. He set all the explosives and he's got the detonator. All he's got to do is push the button to blow it. Here we go. Yep. So I know it's, where you're going. So, how come you didn't ask me? Is Munder dead? Exactly. Because that's not. Uh, what was the guy's name? What's the blonde haired dude's name in uh, Ghost Dodge? Ship? That's not Dodge. Yeah. It's it's a uh, ferryman. Yeah. And that wasn't because remember he was like, I know you're not real. Right. So well, the guy ends up knocking the detonator out of his hand. But but it wasn't the guy. It was actually Weir. Exactly. Yes. So then, um, here comes Weir, I put. And this is where he's all hellraisered out. And he comes up out of the water or whatever, and he's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then he's got his eyes back, I think, doesn't yes. he? Yeah, and, he looks they're, weird. Because they're blue. Because yes, they're his regular eyes. Right. So then he goes, uh, we're all going back. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, this part, because Miller goes, I know, to hell. Wow. Like, he's just... Almost like he's had enough. Like, he's just so fed up. Like, whatever. And then that's when he's like, oh, no. Hell is just a word. 
Where we're going is much, much worse. And he grabs him by... This part's almost funny. Right. He grabs him by the head and pulls where he's like almost pulling his eyes open. And he's like, let me show you. And then it's showing all the people Mm -hmm. that have died, like wrapped up in barbed wire and on chairs being tortured. Here's another plot hole. They keep showing... They keep showing Justin. Yes. Justin's not, not dead. dead. Mm-hmm. But Just- he says he says they're not dead, though. Right. If I'm not mistaken. He says they're not but dead. But those people are. The like, other ones, yes. Undoubtedly, Peters is dead. DJ is dead. Smith is dead. All these people are undoubtedly dead. Mm-hmm. Justin is not. I just thought that was weird. So then um, he shows him hell, and it's very, very Hellraiser-ish there, too. Mm-hmm. And then they start fighting. And the gateway starts opening, and then Miller gets the detonator back and blows the ship. Because he gets thrown or whatever, I think, it, and it looked like his back was like fucked up or something. Right. So he's he's in the water, <coughs> and he ends up getting the detonator. He's and, like, eh. And he blows just like on Ghost Ship, mm-hmm. except he didn't shoot it with a harpoon gun. Mm-hmm. So then Cooper and Stark are in that front thing and the ship blows and they get away and they've got um, Justin with them. Mm -hmm. So they all go back into hypersleep. Mm -hmm. So then it's like 72 days later, (laughs) a rescue ship comes on board Mm -hmm. and they're like, it looks like we got three survivors and they're, they open everything up and um, it's Cooper, Justin and Stark and everybody's coming out of their hypersleep or whatever and Stark Stark is like ah and then he, the one rescue guy is like don't worry everything's going to be okay everything's going to be just fine and he lifts his helmet and it's fucking weird all fucked up John Cena oh my god <laughs> and she starts screaming ah she's freaking out right and, and Cooper's trying to tell her it's okay we're okay we're okay and she was just seeing things and she's freaking out. And he's like, we're safe, we're safe. And that's the last thing you hear them saying is, we're safe. Mm-hmm. And then um, they start rolling credits. You could have definitely queued up John Cena right there. I could have. But it's late, and I'm super tired. Or, or, out of my mind. Or Casey Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> and guess who it was? Riding that train. High on cocaine. <laughs> that's funny. So, that is Event Horizon. I have a feeling you're going to rate this low. Scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it? To be honest, a 6. Really? It's a 6. Man, you talked a lot of shit I, before look, the movie, I before did, we got on here. I did, but it wasn't, to I, be honest, it's... I was expecting you to give it a 4. No. I, I'm like... I think like a 4. Like, it was a watchable movie. Oh yeah, it's great. For, for it's sure. rewatchable. Yeah, I'm like I watch this movie a lot. It is one of those. I I just didn't like the. Uh, my biggest issue was Sam Neill, and I like Sam Neill as an actor. Yeah, he just bugged the shit out of me in this. Well, because, then it pisses you off more because they were home free and right, he fucking blew the ship up. Right, you motherfucker. It's like I remember watching this in on. the theaters and just being so pissed. You're right, you weaselly little shit. Like that was that was my like I, even outside of like all the plot holes and stuff like that. He just pissed me off because he just right. seemed real just ugh. Like if you want this fucking ship, just let me leave you here. Right. And well, I then, got that was even a part ship. where they were fighting at the end, and uh, Miller was like, "Let the other ones go." And he goes, "No, everybody's got to go." I'm it's like, like oh, fuck you then. Man, so, uh, yeah, to be honest, it's a six. 
Yeah. It's a it's it's a watchable movie. Um, this was used to be one of the movies I'd put in like while I was doing laundry or cleaning or something, mm-hmm. and I wanted a background movie. I'd put Event Horizon in because I love the special effects in this movie. Yeah, I was gonna. I meant to the say the Hellraiser type shit mm-hmm. and just the darkness of it. You know what I mean? I like dark space movies, and um, I'd give it a I'd give it a solid six and a half. Gotcha. A little higher, not quite Ghost Ship level. Right. I do enjoy Ghost Ship more than this movie, mm-hmm. given the choice of the two right i would pick ghost ship because it's more fun right but event horizon has the gory special effects that i really enjoy gotcha the whole reason i like hellraiser that whole kind of almost bdsm type Mm -hmm. hell type of shit i'm really into that so um bbg a lot of blood a lot of I'm blood like, in this I'm movie. Like, it's a three for boobs. Yeah, because they know. weren't that great to begin with. No. I'm like, you get a close-up, so it's like, oh, mm. little nipple. Uh, blue, 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 blue. Right. Um, for the the crazy thing is there's real, there's only glimpses of, outside of like that right. blood rush, right. it's only glimpses. It's almost like... Which is kind of like I said earlier, what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. So it um, is really not high. I don't think any of them are really high. No. Um. Maybe a three across the board. Yeah, like a, a solid three for sure. Because, right. yeah. There was a lot of kind of gross out stuff, but it wasn't, yeah, like you said, you don't really get a good look at anything. Except Sam Neill being all fucking cut up. Right. And no eyes type of thing. Right. So I don't understand why he had no eyes and then eyes. Because where we're going, we don't well, need be, eyes. Well, because he got ejected from the ship and you're kind of thinking the ship brought him back. Like maybe he was reborn. Or something. I don't know. But then it def- defeats the purpose of saying where we're going. We have no. We eyes. don't need, need eyes. Like, and I'm like, what is this? The end of Back to the Future? <laughs> where we're going, we don't need eyes. It's like, uh like again, it's a, it's a watchable movie. Not I can't bad. rag on it too much. I think Ghost Ship and Event Horizon was a nice little ease into October mm-hmm. for our Halloween shenanigans. Right, right, right. Speaking right. of, let's check out the trailer. That is going to kick off our Halloween season. I know it's going to make you happy. The frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah. Dracula. There's a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. I have never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. He can take on many forms. He is both young and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog. And he can vanish at will. Oh, my love. The power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him. She is a willing recruit and devoted disciple. She is... The devil's concubine! Join me in eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. Yeah! 
As you may have guessed, we are kicking off our Halloween season with uh, a Roman pick. Yes. <laughs> Brom Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. With our boy Gary Oldman, the star of our very first 700 Taste Podcast t shirt. Damn right, damn right, damn right. Yeah, I'm excited. I know Roman's excited because he fucking loves this movie. Man. I think. I think you've mentioned Gary Oldman and Dracula in almost every episode Possibly. that we've done. Possibly. Yeah. Dude, it's such a sexual movie, too. Oh, my God. Like, because that's what the book was. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about more about that when we get there. But, yeah. Join us in October. The Halloween shenanigans have begun. Beware all ye who enter here. I'm dark from here on out. You're getting dark Jasperino for the next five weeks, so I hope you guys are fucking ready. For now, though, I'm Jasperino on behalf of the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. We are the 700 Tapes Podcast, and we will catch you spooky motherfuckers on the flip side. Enjoy the prodigy.